Yep. And yep. hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Bird Brothers Podcast. We've got a great one today, as always. We're talking, and I'm Falcon, and I'm joined with Condor, who also talks sometimes, also sometimes <laughs> does not, with uh, featuring once again his terrific pink headset. How are you today, Condor? I hope you're doing terrific. Uh, if you're not paying attention, Condor is holding a pack of Ruby Weishwurst cards that he ordered, and he is very excited because uh, he loves Ruby and trading cards. And yes, I really love Ruby, if you guys couldn't tell at this point. Yeah, I really wall of Ruby. That's right, my wall of Ruby. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to the episode of the podcast, guys. I hope you're all having a good day. Let's see. Today we are talking about a good one. All right. Which we, what are we talking about? What are we talking about, Mr. Yo, Vanishing so, Falcon? Yo, Vanishing Falcon. Well, Midnight Rock is on. Uh, we are talking about the season three of Kuroko's basketball. That's right. Season three, final season. It's time to go. We're we're gonna see can can Sayreen High claim the Winter Cup for their own, or can one they? of the other Generation of Miracles be like Kuroko? You kind of suck. Teamwork, psh, yeah, Ooh. right. As if we're about to find. Imagine out. not using teamwork in a teamwork sports game. Right, right. Psh, who Oof, needs that? Me. Nobody. Yo, all right, Falcon. So I like to apologize to the audience. Last week, I promised uh, I would have a physical basketball, but I unfortunately do not have one. So, uh, Falcon, you're gonna have some editing to do. Please edit a basketball into my hand no, right here. That way, it. I can show how not professional I am in doing this. Professional, you are. He's, he, you'll, uh, you'll do it. I, I know. I know you'll do it. I know you'll do it. So I don't know. I don't know. All right. All well, right. In, there we go. In thirty years, when this is finally up on the YouTube. Um, we'll, we'll see if I edited in that, that basketball or not, you know. All right. So season three. So of course yes. me and Falcon, we watched this dubbed on Netflix because we have mm -hmm. continuing the triad of the dub. And, you know, I just want to make one point, a real point out real quick, point, point out something out. I probably should have mentioned the, that character you liked, who's not really important. What's his name? Takeo, right? You like him? That guy? Takeo, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was voiced by the same guy who does Subaru. Yeah. I didn't notice that until this he season. Subaru Natsuki. I did not notice that until this season. <laughs> when I when I was when they were playing their game against Rakuzan. I'm just he, like, he oh wait, that's Subaru's voice. Mm -hmm. oh yeah, my God. He, he gets. Uh, I mean, Takao's always had lines, but you really get to hear more of him talking this time. Well, um, I mean, I probably should have heard it the first time they played in season one, but I guess I wasn't really paying attention that much. He also is one of the, I think, two characters. I think who is not a Generation of Miracles player or Kagami, who got a uh, Mega House figurine made of him. He is, like, huge fan favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I actually have the popularity poll up. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually have the popularity poll up. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that point. But he is in the top ten, so, of the of the last one. Yes, it is yes, time. Yes, it It's all about Kuroko. And so, buckle in, grab your Gatorade, and let's get going. We're in for a day of crazy sportsness and it's going to be a lot of fun and apparently ruby cards but uh i'm just really excited box that had the signed cards in it it's what? coming in. what you don't know that it doesn't I come till tomorrow by the time this i've opened a booster box and i currently have the signed card you by the time this video is by the time this this episode is uploaded up, <laughs> by the time this podcast is uploaded to podbean and everywhere else spotify mm -hmm. google etc etc yeah. um I will have opened up the booster box unless Falcon 
has problems that he cannot attend, which I don't know if I'll be able to restrain myself, but we'll find out. If I have a problem, you can open it up anyway and just take me a picture of anything fun you get. But I want to do it live for you. Oh, my God. I'm honored. Oh, my God. You did it live for me. I want to return the favor. So, anyway, (laughs) let's let's recap. So, the last season ended with, uh, I believe, them taking down uh, Toho and moving on to the semifinals, essentially, of the winter no, Cal- they fought. Uh, didn't they fight? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Murasaki Bar's team, Yosin. My bad. Yes. Yep. Uh, they they finished off Yosin, uh, knocking Murasaki Bara out, which means that there is still three of the five miracles running in this tournament. We got Kisei with Kaijo, we have Midorima with Shutoku, and we have Akashi with Rakuzan. 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 Midnight Rakuzan. Uh, yes, and uh, so. It is up to our, our team at Sayerin to best the ones they get to play up against. That's right. And, we uh, see a lot of games right. being played. Lots of good games. Lots of fun mm-hmm. games. Lots of buzzer beaters. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of the games this season were pretty hot hype, I will say. And it's pretty much all games this season. Like, that's the others that have, like, episodes in between where they'd be prepping for a game or you'd see them do something, you know, before the next game is here. It's pretty much just game, 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 game. Let's go. Uh, with the exception of one little tiny arc, which has games in it, but it's not about like one giant game they're having. And then the uh, final episode of season yeah. three, which is like, which actually I just found out came out literally Christmas Eve of that year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I did not realize that. Cause when I watched this originally, cause I watched the show before I, I watched it and I thought the last episode was the last and I never picked it up again after until now, to be honest. So it's been like, what, I guess six years. Cause it, the show came out 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched it Christmas Eve. I was at family's house. We finally <laughs> were like, time to go to bed. And then I'm like on my laptop watching the Christmas <laughs> basketball episode. He's like, it's like midnight. It's about to be it's Christmas Day. And Falcon's just like under his covers, just like watching the watching the freaking show. So no under my covers. No, I was just like laying on my bed, laptop open, not caring. <laughs> I, I used had headphones to do that. in. So that way, if I got too into it and wanted to turn up the volume, I wouldn't like wake up my family or anything. You know, I, I'm not inconsiderate. I, I used to do that okay. when I was younger. I would used to just hide under my covers and watch anime. Because not a lot of oh, people in my house like when I watch anime, so <laughs> my family never cared. They just knew like I'd be watching anime. I think the only time I've ever, my family's ever been weirded out by something I was watching was I was actually watching an actual basketball game, and my brother came into my room and he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm watching basketball," and he didn't believe me. He was like, "Yeah, because you watch sports." And he was like, "What? You're watching basketball?" I was like, "Yeah, it was uh, a Louisville game in a uh, March Madness, but I forgot who they were playing." doesn't matter i was watching louisville play basketball and he got he got all weirded out i was like why are you watching basketball what's going on but yeah that's weird but anyway yes not important it's not <laughs> why we're here condor what are you talking uh, about it's basketball related therefore it counts it is true there you go mm-hmm. uh but yes uh but also we, we have other strong teams here besides the generation of miracles you know this isn't the the semifinals pretty much for nothing uh but that's right. Uh, maybe our we got our four teams in the them. semifinals. Four teams. Wait. Yes. Yeah. No. And then there's before then there's eight teams, and then they all yeah, get beat. We we know that pretty much Sayrin's in the semifinal, but we still have to see a couple others uh, fight to make it there. That's right. Um, including our first game, which is the Kaijo versus Fukuda Soto team. Yeah. Some people who I also forgot about until I rewatched the show. 
But the important thing about this is it leads us to the first character we'll hit on today, which is Haizaki. He is oh. the, like the main player of Fukuda Sogo, okay? Uh, he used to be on the Taiko team before Kisei and uh, is like almost on par as the Generation of Miracles players. But he got a bad attitude, Condor. Yeah, he's a horrible attitude. Always skipping terrible. practice. Yeah. Not really caring about the sport. Yeah, he's just like, I'm good. I'm going to play. I don't give a crap what you all do. Da, 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 da. And he doesn't really like Kisei, but he doesn't care uh, until really. Uh, she's like, yeah, Kisei's going to beat you. You should just you should quit the team. Just get out of here. Quit the team um, right now. Right now. Which is kind of why he left and he said he quit basketball, which we're like, oh, good. He's kind of a jerk. No one needs him on their, their team. He's just kind of, you know, he's he's a bad egg. He's he's a little delinquent guy. Um, really good though. Um, but he ends up deciding, like, nah, I'm not cool with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy the generation of miracles and prove to them that I was the best on their team. And the only reason he's not known is because they kicked him out because they thought Kisei looked prettier, you know? That, oh yeah. That model like of Kisei-ness that 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 you know it's just gorgeous. Uh but Except yeah, for that uh, one scene where the Haizaki was like showing up Kisei, and then that girl who everyone thought Kisei was dating ended up going oh, with Haizaki. Bro. That was yeah, pretty. We... Whoo! Yeah, he he wants Woo! to prove Kisei that he's like better than him in every way, and so Jeez. Kisei just got this girlfriend. And he uh, not only does he beat Kisei in a fight and pretty much tell him he can't be beat, uh, he also then reveals he's stolen Kisei's girl Mr. after just like a couple girl. of days. And then we find out later he stole Kisei's girl just to dump her after the first date because he didn't actually give a shit about her. And so he's like, oh yeah, I dumped her. And then Kisei's just like, yo, bro, it's cool. I don't like her anyway. She was just like after me for clout. Yeah, like, she, was kind me of, she was kind of a bitch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, she was using me to try to get popular. He's like, you did me a favor. Thanks, bud. And he's just like, what? Um, but yeah. He, uh, he very much just, especially against Kisei, Kisei just has a huge, huge grudge against Keiko. And, uh, doesn't necessarily really or just care like all the well. mostly Kisei, yeah. But he, basically, yeah, on mostly his team, Kisei, but the rest he kind of just too. plays by himself. He, he just he's never like plays plays with the team. He kind of just plays by himself. Yeah, so he kind of he kind of just that type of way. His um, ability is kind of like Kisei's in a sense. It's called mm -hmm. well, Kisei is a copy ability. His ability is steal. He likes to steal, yeah. which is so it's kind of it weird how it works. It's kind of weird how it works. It's like, oh, hey, I can do your thing better. I'm stealing it, which doesn't really make sense because you can still do your thing. I guess it makes sense. Whereas, like, if no. someone does what you do better, I guess it really wouldn't make sense to do that same thing over so, and over. The distinction for him is he steals the ability, where Kisei copies it, and people are just like, whoa, he copied my ability. He steals it, um, but by stealing it, he like he does it in a way that freaks out the person who's done it before which oh, throws yeah. off their rhythm when they're trying to do it again, which is why they keep missing. So he says he steals it because he shakes them up enough that their confidence gets wa starts wavering, which lets them start making mistakes and messing up more often. So they still can do the shot. They just have to like get back into like a calm state of mind kind of deal. He just riles them up enough to force them to make mistakes, essentially. Um, but otherwise, yeah, he just copies the move, freaks them out, they start messing up, and then he banks on that to like win the game. The more moves he steals, the more shaken up they get which means the worse they become. Um, so that's kind of how he does. He tries to like kind of demoralize uh, He's a, his opponents. But he have, unfortunately, uh, this guy sucks. He only, obviously his team loses because he's not important. If he was important enough, he would have been introduced in season one. I mean, I wouldn't say he's <laughs> not important. He's just very much 
more about Kisei and not about Kuroko and Kagami well, I, and the generation. I guess he's important enough for us to talk about so, him, huh? Yeah, he was important enough to be a good milestone for Kisei to try to overcome. Um, because we found out that even back then, Kisei wasn't strong enough at the point really to beat him. The only reason he got the starter spot is because they pretty much got him to quit. Um, and then they gave it to Kisei so Kisei could improve uh, more quickly. Um, so it was it was a good kind of hurdle for him to overcome of being like, no, I am better than you. And I'm not, I have a better attitude as well. Although not that much of a better attitude. Kisei and I'm too. handsome. And he's a model. So, you know, hey, it works. Um, That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I like Heizaki as a villain. I think he he does his job very well. Uh, he's he's more likable than you know, like cheating guy from Kurosaki Daiichi, um, Hanamiya, uh, who just tries to you know foul everybody uh, without getting seen. Uh, he at least has some sort of like moral compass and what he will and won't do. Um, and when he loses, he begrudgingly accepts defeat and leaves, as opposed to just being like yeah whatever. Um, yeah, I like him just fine. I think he, he does his job as a villain. Okie day. But, but Falcon, did you know that his hobby is hitting on girls, presumably? I didn't know that. And that's why he and hates Kisei. Kisei got all the girls. And did you know what, do you know what his specialty is, Falcon? Do you know what his specialty is? Why don't you tell me what his specialty is, Condor? Why it's actually cheating on, at tests. That's checks his, out. That very much specialty. checks out. Yeah. And did you know the type of girl he likes is erotic girls? I mean, yeah. I mean, just look at him. He's that kind of creepy guy who's just like, come on, baby, let's do it. He's like, no. And he's like, come on. And then you're just like, oh, that guy's bad news. Bad news guy. Yeah. Yep. This guy is a total bona fide loser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right, get him All off right. the screen. Yeah, the only people we're talking about left before we get into uh, the music and then just really talking about how great the season was on the games uh, is the Rakuzan team. We're going to kind of do it as a whole. We'll hit on each member. I have pictures for all of them. Other than um, the main guy, Akashi, yeah, yeah. who I really want to talk about because he's pretty nice. Yeah, and that's why he's next. Look at him. Oh, you got that picture of him? Lame. Oh, I got that picture. Hey. Hey, it's a picture. I guess, impo- I guess important enough, but lame. Why Why lame? Because I like it when he is, well, you know. Yeah. Not like I got that. this because this is 90% of the time, you know? Oh, yeah. Seijiro so, yes. Akashi, the captain mm-hmm. of the Generation of Miracles and the captain of the Rakuzan team. In his first yes. year, already a captain. Amazing. Yes, because Akashi has overwhelming leadership skills. Uh, he is from a very well-to-do family. Uh, as such, we're always told because they tell us and because we see him playing the violin in the endings. And you know only rich people play the violin now, you know? That's that's not something any commoner gets to do, you know? That's true. Uh, he does be playing know. the that. I always wanted to learn to play the violin, but I was always told it was too expensive. So it checks out! Only, it only checks out indeed. Um, but yeah, uh, so he has overwhelming leadership ability, partially due to the upbringing he's had, being from a, a well-to-do family who we can assume like runs a business or owns a business kind of deal. Uh, we don't know that for sure. That's just kind of the impression I get from how the dad tries to like raise him. Um, but also his ability also helps with his leadership ability. He has the emperor eye. He can force people to do whatever he wants on the court, essentially uh, in some ways. Well, not really. Uh, That'd be funny yeah, no. if, if he could just like 
literally hey go shoot for me and then they shoot on like mm. his own their own goal that'd be kind of like op no basically oh, what falcon's totally trying OP, to yeah. say is, is something i read about he could basically ankle break people with his emperor yeah. eye which makes them basically fall to their ground yeah he essentially is really good at picking up movements and predicting where they're going to move next and so he knows how to uh make his movements to force them off balance which forces them to fall on their butt and look up to him and then he'll usually say something stupid like, I am the emperor. Why did you think you could pass by me? And then, like, you know, he'd move on. Kneel like, before me. Kind of has a little bit of a god complex. Yeah. yeah especially later bit. on when he, uh, something spoilery happens that I won't say yet, although we're not really caring as much because it's season three. You should only be watching this. If, if you haven't gotten this um, far and you're starting with yeah. season three over season one and two, then go back and watch our season one video. It's very fun. You'll like it. Um, or season two. But, Do both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he very much, like, he does that part where he, like, kind of, like, enters the zone and like like we're gonna stop you and then he's just like you can't stop me falling over is not even right you're going to kneel and he just like bounces the ball and hugo and tepe just like immediately they, kneel. Knees, the they do kneel like, yeah you will must kneel before your emperor and i was just like okay that's a little bit too much akashi but like cool moment because you just see them like kind of like freak out and they just like fall down on their knees and he's like yes i'm going now but it's just like okay uh, i think that's the only thing that really annoys me about akashi is like he just does not shut up about being like the leader of the court and the emperor, and he will take over everybody. It's kind of like we and that's get to be, it. But that's to be understandable, so considering uh, that his uh, his he doesn't have to say it so much yet. But that's that's it's understandable considering his past and how he his emotions with the the past and everything. Yeah, and he's pretty much gotten a god complex because of it. He's he's never lost before ever, so he's very much just like I never lose. I he's I'm not. I must clearly be God because no one can beat me. <laughs> So I must clearly be the one. Get on your butt where you belong. Let me do my thing, and this will be over before you know it. Like uh, that's that's kind of what he does. But uh, he's an enjoyable character, uh, very integral through for all three seasons. Even though we really don't see him until was it the end of season one or the beginning of season two, where he finally makes his first appearance. Uh, it was season two. It was like yeah. I think it was oh like, yeah, because they were meeting up at the Winter Cup and they had the meeting the Winter outside. Cup started. Yeah, to be like, all right, we're all here. Remember, this is war. We're gonna win, and that's when he takes the scissors and tries to like stab Kagami, and then he's just like, "Why are you here? You were not invited," you know, or whatever. And they're all just like, "Well, bro, don't just kill Kagami," and then he's like, "He does not need to be here." And then he is Agashi and leaves, but you know. He is what he is. Um, but real quickly, we'll hit on the other members of the team as well. Because Wait, I'm not we... done. No, oh, you're not. Well, Did what else do you want to say? I about have him? some things. So, so oh, okay. I just want to say before I say my opinion on him, uh, the, you know, I've said before, like each character of the Generation of Miracles has like a what if if there wasn't like a basketball player for yeah. Akashi, his uh, he would if he wasn't a basketball player, he would have been a professional shogi player. I can see that. And it shows a little oh, we, picture of him yeah. in the shogi outfit. Played. We, shogi. Should, we should mention that that he and Midorima always played shogi on lunch breaks and like breaks they did. of training. And uh, Midorima could never win. Uh, Akashi always beat him. So, so real quick, I just want to say it's been a hot minute since I'd watched season three of Kuroko. So, all the only thing I remembered about Akashi was that he was the leader and he was kind of a, an asshole to everybody. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I actually, when he, because uh, uh, well, he actually has a, a big spoiler. He actually kind of has like a second personality. Mm-hmm. basically in a sense and basically the second personality is the one that like kind of took over in middle school mm-hmm. so and it, that's the, like the one with the complex and everything but like mm-hmm. when he returned to his like regular personality which happens in the rakuzan game i kind of mm-hmm. like wow he's actually super nice and cool i really like him 
Yeah. I, he, I kinda uh, like was like digging, especially in like the extra episode too that they showed. Oh, I, I love the, him in the last episode. I even like when uh he comes to the party, he just like I was like, Hello, I'm Akashi Seijiro from uh Yo uh, yeah, uh Rakuzan. And they're like, Yeah, we know we've met you. And he's just like, Hello, like it's like, oh, I, I need to introduce myself. I've not done that. They're like, dude, we, we played a whole basketball game. He, so we he's know super, exactly who he's you super are. polite. He's yeah. like super, Mannerly. he's super nice and very, he's, it was really good. It was really nice to see him like the way he used to be before things happened. And he and had to Mamoy, He was the only member of Takeo to tell uh, Kuroko happy birthday when they meet him to play. Like the rest like, oh, everyone made it. And he's like, oh, happy birthday, Kuroko. And uh, he's the only other one to really do that besides Mamoy, who, you know, of course. Mamoy kind of hots for the Kuroko a little bit. That's uh, right. Yeah. The vanishing Kuroko. That's right. The vanishing Kuroko. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to um, say I really like Ak- Akashi when he's like back to his normal personality. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really dig it. Super cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into more about the two personalities and stuff. I'm sure in the game. Um, but yes. All right. Uh, next up we have the last three of the uncrowned Kings that we had never. That's seen. right. So, the first two we've seen previously are Tepe Kiyoshi, who, of course, is on Seiren. And then we had Hanamiya, who was the dirty cheater from Kurosaka Daiichi. Um, but the next one up on the list is Hayama, now this a.k.a. Guy. Snaggletooth. We see um, this guy jumping when we first see him. He go jump yeah. over the stairs. Uh, yes, his nickname is uh, Thunder Beast. Uh, he's That's very right. cool, very instinctual, very He can fast. dribble. He can dribble like crazy. Uh, and he can dribble with only like one or two, three, four, five fingers, any amount of fingers he can dribble with. And the more fingers, the faster and harder it is. Uh, we see him earlier on in the match with uh, Shutoku. He's talking to Takao. He's like, I only need three fingers for you. And Takao's uh, like, yo, bro, what's what's he mean? And then he just like beats past him. And then later on when Takao starts stopping, he's like, oh, I underestimated you. I need to use four. And then he does four and just like speeds past him even faster. Um, and then Takao's like, Whoa. Um, but he just essentially dribbles the ball really, really hard. And so it goes really, really fast. So then he can just move faster and keep up with it. Um, he has some fun moments. Uh, he's very much the energetic kind of, uh, rec- I guess, the more reckless one on Rakuzan. Uh, very all over the place. Uh, anything you want to say about Hayama? Uh, that that his hair is nice. Yeah, he's got he's got that blonde hair. He just got that blonde hair. That blonde I think he's cop. He's copying me. Oh man! How dare me. he? How dare he copy you, Condor? I can't believe it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour water all over his head. You're gonna pour. Oh man! I don't think he's gonna like that, bro. I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he'd be like, "Yo, thanks, man. I've been running all day. That really felt refreshing." And you'll be like, I'd be like oh, "Dang it! That wasn't him. supposed to help you." <sighs> all right. Anyway, the next of the uncrowned kings is Liam Ibuchi. Uh, he is their three-point guy. He's got uh, three different stances of three-pointers, and he's very hard to read. Uh, big he, Yowie vibes. Yeah. Oh, big Yowie vibes. <laughs> big Yowie okay, no, vibes pretty, of this guy. Sure probably, <laughs> probably gay. Um, he even says at one part, like, I'm not a, I'm not into country guys or whatever, when he's talking about uh, Huga. When they're like, you're guarding Huga. He's like, well, normally not into country boys, but I guess I can be for today or whatever. Like, and he, he has some very kind of more feminine movements. So either he's just kind of a more feminine guy or, or uh, you know, he likes the guys, which either way is fine. Um, His ability he, uh, is he has three different distinct ways of shooting. What's called earth, yes. heaven, and void. Yep. yep. And uh, that he, uh, that's how he's hard to predict or to move. Yeah. Because he can like, he like does like different like formations for it. And they kind of like all look similar. So it's like kind of confusing to the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what they should, what should they do and everything, you know? 
he almost fouls our boy Hugo out. That's right. That kind of kind of upset me. I forgot that happened. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I did fouls. too. I was like, oh no. Uh, but yeah, I, man. Yeah, I, I like. I think out of all the uh, name kings on Rockies, on I think Leo's probably my favorite. Um, he never really gets like super angry. He never really. Uh, he he kind of takes Saren for granted a little bit, but he's never just kind of demeaning to them about it. He still usually has uh, so it's like respect for them and playing, even though he's like, oh, they're weak. We're gonna win. He doesn't go out of his way to really try to belittle them or anything. He kind of taunts them that, a little bit, but you know, he's he's a little more friendlier than some of the others. I would uh, say he I would say he's friendly, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I he, don't like him. Guy. you don't like him? No, I don't really like any of the uncrowned kings, to be honest. Fair enough. I like how they all come together as a team, like at the end. That was really cool. But like individually, yeah. I'd say the next guy is probably my favorite just because of his okay. one trick gimmick, which is like, I need food. Give me food. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, but speaking of him, and I can relate to that because I like food, too. So <laughs> yeah, this, one of the first times this is a relatable him. character. He's like one eating the- like ramen, right? Yeah, it's either ramen or rice. I can't tell. But yeah, the the first years from Sayrin are going to pick up like supplies for their game. Uh, uh, who are they playing? Was it against Kaijo? Yeah, it was against, before they did their no, Kaijo it was, game. It was Shutoku. Weren't they fighting Shutoku? No, no, because uh, shoot, the uh, Rakuzan fought Shutoku. Yeah, isn't that what we're talking about, Rakuzan? Right, no, but we don't see him on the court. Oh, this is when it's, Sadie it's when, fought Kaijo. Yeah, okay. when, when they're getting prepped right. up before their Kaijo fight in the first years are getting, like, the medical supplies. you right. They buy, like, the ramen or the rice stand. I'm like, whoa, that guy's eating a ton. And you just see Nebu just, like, pounding down. No, no, it, it has to be, like, I think it was, like, Katsudan because he likes meat. Oh, that's right. Probably it was probably was Katsudan then. Yeah, but there's just like like he eats more than Kagami and he's eating faster than Kagami. Whoa, what the heck? And yeah, I he can just... relate to that because I love meat. Yeah, he says eating meat makes him stronger, and his whole gimmick is just he's just like this impenetrable wall you can't get past. Um, so uh he uh he just tries to like eat as much meat as he can before a game. And uh, I can relate to that because I love meat. He also has a grudge against Kiyoshi somewhat. Uh, because during one of the games before they were like officially uncrowned kings, uh, Tepe tells him that like while strength is good, he also needs to work on his other skills to be like a really tr- like great player. Uh, and he, and he, or he needs to improve his, his skills or whatever. I think and his he's response being, like, was, more "I'm just gonna get stronger." Yeah, and he interpreted that as, "Oh, improve my skills. I just need to get even stronger." So like he's kind of like held this grudge against Kiyoshi because he felt that like even though Kiyoshi, as we know, was just trying to like be helpful like hey you're really great if you focus on your fundamentals more you can truly be like this like terrifying player and he's just like i'm gonna get even stronger but he kind of took it kind of as an insult so he's kind of held this grudge as i've been waiting for a rematch against kiyoshi all these years i mean kiyoshi like doesn't really care he's just like bro like why i don't know but uh, he's fun he's just very one note uh for me uh well they're all kind of a little one note uh, but then yeah, the that's kind of why I, that's kind of why I didn't want to talk about them to be honest, because it's mm-hmm. kind of like here they are like at the end, and I mean, usually what the anime does is like it would did it did that it did this for actually Take, which probably boosted his popularity during his battle against Rakuzan. They did like that little like you know a thing about his past, and they never really mm-hmm. did anything like that with the Rakuzan characters other than like the next character we're about to talk with. 
Yeah, I mean, we saw the little bit with Nebbia and why he's has a grudge against Kiyoshi, but besides that, that was it. They were mainly just supposed to be like, hey, we know there's three more. We need really strong players on Rakuzan for them to overcome, make them the three uncrowned kings. Like, that. that's pretty much, I feel like, the reasoning behind that. Um, yes, yeah, the last one is Chihiro Mayuzumi. Look at that sleepy is face. Is that Kuroko's brother? Whoa! What? No, he, uh, he is not Kuroko. He is a third year at Rakuzan. Um, but uh, Akashi wanted to have his own Kuroko like member on his team, and he saw well, it. It kind of make it kind of makes sense when you kind of like think about it from like a uh-huh. point of view where it's like because if you remember the arc before like the Rakuzan fight, the 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 the, the what's their school name? The Ta- Taijo Taiko. Like yeah. remember they were looking. He was looking. Remember there was a scene where Ak- Akashi and Midorima were talking, and Akashi's like, "We need that one thing to make our team better. What's that one thing?" And it was Kuroko. Yeah. So it obviously makes sense he would seek it out again for his high school team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this guy, he was he was never great. He was on the second string, uh, but he could never get to the first string. But uh, Akashi realizes he's someone who can use, most likely utilize misdirection as well. Uh, so he uh, kind of taunts him into doing it. He's not interested like at all at first, uh, but he ends up uh, finally winning him over and getting him to use misdirection and uh, becoming essentially a better Kuroko. He says he's Kuroko 2.0. Yeah. Because Kuroko Kuroko we've, you know, established is a really terrible player. He's just really good at using misdirection to pass, to be an assist to the team. Uh, uh, Chihiro can do that, but he can also actually pull off moves and plays on his own because he actually is kind of just an average player. Um, So, uh, Akashi tells Kuroko during the fight that he's no longer the Phantom Six Man that Mayazumi is, and it's just kind of like, oh, bro, no, <laughs> not cool, not cool, <laughs> nah, nah, man. Um, but uh, I enjoyed his character a little bit, but after they find out how to stop him, he's kind of just there. Um, yeah, he's kind of just there. He was he was really there just to like give Sayer like an extra hurdle to kind of throw them off, and then once they figured out how to beat him, he was just kind of almost dead weight on the team till for a little bit, but. And he told, he told Akashi he was being a little coward. Oh, yo, bro, that was yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, that's all, all right. right. Um, yeah, so that's that's really all the, the new characters that have really any sort of importance in season three. Yeah. None, so of, the, none, of, the, the none of the other characters from Sayurin really, like, grow. And, I mean, they grow, like, obviously better, but like, they don't have, like, new skills. Everyone, They still have, like, the same skill set uh, they have. Izuki does. It was the skill he couldn't master from Summer Camp. Oh, the Eagle Spear. That's three. right. The, with the Eagle Spear, yeah. Eagle Spear. Um, but, I mean, that's really just... He, he, he has a more precise way of knocking the ball out of their hand. Um, and I guess we should mention that Kisei finally perfects one of his abilities. Yes. Uh, he has the perfect copy, which yes. means he can copy the Generation of Miracles... Mm-hmm. abilities really well yeah. makes him makes him a formidable opponent really formidable yeah. and he's not quite as strong as them with those abilities it's not like his normal copy move where he takes it and does it better but um, he can combine them which is yeah he cool. can he can combine them which is really fun and how they animated that too is always really fun with oh yeah like him but it'll have like the aura of like almine over him and then it'll swap to like marisaka bar or whoever he copied next um it was just a fun way of showing it off um, but yeah, so that is really it for the characters. Yeah, well, real quick before we move on, I got a little character poll. Got a character All poll. Right. So this character poll was announced at chapter 254, so it was like very close to the end. I think this was uh during the uh the Rakuzan fight in the uh in the manga. Because ch- chapter 254, let me just pull it up real quick. 
Uh, I yep, it's the, is the chapter yep, this, before the final two volumes. So this is uh yeah, this is Serene versus Rakuzan. So this is definitely uh the final battle. So yeah. I, I know before in the past, I think I've done one to ten, but I think I'm gonna do ten to one this time just for uh hype sake. So real quick okay. before I uh before I read it off, Falcon, do you want to guess who's number one? Number one, um. So just as reference, the last two polls, Kuroko have been has been at the top for number one. Right. So do you think Kuroko is going to take it home for the third one? Or is it, do you think he's going to not and someone else is going to reign, reign supreme? I think Kuroko is probably going to stay at the top. But if not, I think it's either going to be Kagami or potentially Kisei. All but right. I think I'm going to stick with Kuroko for now. Okay, well, here we go. On 10th place with 1,220... I'm not going to read the votes till the end. That's just a lot okay. of words. But in 10th place, we have Makoto Hanamiya. There we go. Okay. That's uh, Kagami's friend. Cool, cool. Uh, Ninth place. Kagami's friend. Hanamiya is the cheating guy. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, I got my characters confused. Oh, Tatsu is 11th. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> how, did the, how did the cheating guy get more popular than... What the hell? That pisses me off. <laughs> Ninth place is Yukio Kasumatsu. He's the guy on uh, yes. Kisei's team. Yeah, Kaijo's captain. Eighth place is Kiyoshi Miyagi. Not the Kiyoshi from Seirin, but a different Kiyoshi. I actually... this Kiyoshi. Oh, Miyagi. I think he's the Shutoku guy? Yeah, he's the Shutoku guy. He's the blonde-haired one. Yep, uh, yep, okay. I think he was the one who got that little character arc about like him training and not being good. I think that was him. Or was that somebody else? No, that was a, that yeah, was, that was him. Too. That's the one where they, they're like, why is he always in the gym afterwards? I thought we weren't allowed to practice. Like, oh, he's smart. The coach lets him do it. He's that guy. All right, well, well okay. Next up, in seventh place, we have Daiki Aumine. So he's mm-hmm. seventh, which is good because he didn't technically even play any games ever since his defeat. Yeah. In sixth place, we have Shintaro Midorima. There we go. There we go. Cool, cool. All right, fifth place. Are you ready for fifth place? Yes. Fifth place is Taiga Kagami with 2,288 okay. votes. There we go. There we go. In fourth place, we have Ryota Kisei with 2,392 votes. Right, right. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. In third place is... Kazunari Takeo with 2,539 votes. He mm-hmm. got third place above yeah, Kisei, it. Kagami, and Midorima, and mm-hmm. Almiye. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, not going to lie. All right, here we go. In second place with 3,505 votes, we have Tetsuya Kuroko. Okay. That's right. He did not get first place. So in first place... With a total of 6,276 mm-hmm. votes, a whole 2,500 more votes than Kuroko. Mm-hmm. We have. Can I, get a, can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Seijiro Akashi! Jeez. Akashi got first place. I found that a little a, hard to believe, but also he is in the current arcs so that also checks out. I was like, if it's Marie Sakabara, something is sus because he's never very high in the popularity poll. Yeah, I actually, uh, actually, I probably, I like, I think I hate, I like Mr. Murasaki Bar the least out of all the Generation of Miracles, to be yeah. honest. But in the picture, because it shows like a little picture with like all the characters mm-hmm. in the poll, it says Absolute Monarch mm-hmm. right next to Akashi, which makes sense because he literally got like 2,000 more votes yeah. than Kuroko, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's the. What do you think of that poll there? I think that's pretty accurate, pretty cool, pretty BS. For the most part, I feel like it's accurate. I've never really thought of Akashi as being that popular. I just never really saw many people talking about him, or even like I went to anime conventions a ton when these shows were airing and right after they aired. Uh, and I never really saw many Akashi cosplays. I usually well, saw a lot keep of. Keep in like, mind, this isn't for the anime. This is for the manga. That is also true. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just never really saw many uh, Akashi uh cosplay is going around so that like, surprises me a little bit uh but it's still fine i I, th- I don't think it's like a bad rating i've never finished the manga i own all of it but i've not read all of it uh it's one of those i've seen the what are you doing you could be reading right now i mean I, I'm, I'm literally holding the final volume right here but from what i'd read so far like it seems to be fairly accurate to the manga That's a thick really manga fun. holy crap they only uh published them here in omnibuses so this oh. out to like two years ago here they just did not release it for some reason. Uh, and then when it finally came out, they're like, we're only releasing omnibuses, so you can you can only buy it in two volume. Two I mean, volume that, I mean that's cool. I do kind of want to get all the Japanese copies just because I kind of want a full Japanese set as well. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one day. day. Maybe one day. Well, that's the character poll. Akaka, Akashi's mm-hmm. first, Kuroko second, Takayo's third. Pretty weird uh, first three places, but I guess that the reason why Takayo got his figure is because of that poll, to be honest. That's what I'm thinking. Most likely. Uh, yeah, because it was there's the Mega House figures, and the ones I have back here with Kisei and Almine, they're the only two I have that are legit. I, I tried buying Kuroko a few times, I kept getting counterfeit, so I've kind of been holding off till I know I'm finding legit ones to buy because I want the full set. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much like Kagami, Kuroko, they each have their away uniform variant, so then it's like the generation of miracles then it's just like to cow and it's like okay to cow like, why not <laughs> this is one of the more inexpensive ones too like when it came out it wasn't quite as expensive well that makes no, sense so i think they're like he's miracle. pretty popular but he's on a generation of miracles price is a little bit cheaper we might sell more of them um but yeah uh uh they're 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 fun yeah so that means there's a total of eight figures right there's a total of eight figures because uh, it's Generation if of Miracles. You don't count the away variants. Pretty much all the Generation of Miracles have their home jerseys and their away jerseys. So like Kuroko, I mean, I Kagami, Kuroko and, and Kagami Kagami. do. I think Midorima does. I think Kisei does. I don't know if absolutely all of them do. I know I think Murisaki Barra just has the one, but I know there's a few of them that got like the away variants instead of reprinting it. They just made another one with a different uniform color. Um, but I don't remember exactly how many. I've not looked at it in a while. But yeah. Okay. Very fun. Very yes. cool. Little, little little figure list lesson. There you go. Mm-hmm. Cool. All Shall right. we talk about the music? Yes. So the first yes. opening is the f- probably my second favorite of the show, uh, which is Punky Funky Love. Punky Funky Rodeo. Love. Punky Funky 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 Funky. I'm just gonna say this: all of the openings are just really great in the show. I think I've said that already, but this is just common. Yeah. This is common fact. I mean, it helps that all but one are done by Grand Rodeo as well. So, like, if you like their style, you're gonna like all the openings, even if you have your favorites. They're all good. I'm not as big on the one that's not by them, but it's not a bad opening. I just prefer the others. That's um, true. But that opening is Zero by Kinsho Ono. Yes, Ken Show Ono. The, uh, the, the, final, like, the only part. opening that's not done by Grand Rodeo, which is, yes. yeah, it's I, I maybe it's kind of weird that it's not Grand Rodeo at this point because here we have seven out of the seven songs, only one is not done by Grand Rodeo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. Maybe maybe they originally weren't going to animate the, the, the Taiko arc or something. 
Let's just say that maybe it was to yeah. set it off the fact that it wasn't current and it was a flashback, get a different person to sing it. Um, so you know, when you're watching <laughs> it, that you're not in like the current timeline, maybe I don't know, maybe. It, it is a little weird, but I don't it mind it. It's that's kind of a yeah, I don't mind it either. It's, it's, a, it's an okay opening, you know. It's I mean, not the Grand Rodeo songs are all really hype, and this one's not as hype. And I think it may be too that the fact the flashback's not supposed to be hype. We're finally just supposed to see. It's supposed to be sad. The fall of the generation of miracles. Yeah, we see. We see like how they get their skills and kind of the order of which they're falling out into their kind of jerky personas and whatnot. So I think it was more probably less to hype you up and more just kind of set the different mood for you. I blame Um, that old man coach who went to the hospital. It's all his fault. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. We can talk about that more later. I I blame him, but. It's, it's the other coach who couldn't figure out what to do after that coach got sick and had to go to the hospital. Like no, no, it's because the coach, the coach literally the said, the coach literally said, I've seen, I saw true. you falling, but I chose to ignore it because I wanted to nurture your skill. I'm like, yeah. you mother. <laughs> yeah. How could um, you? How could you? Um, And then the last one is memories. Once again, by grand rodeo, of course, grand rodeo! Uh, I, feel like, I feel like memories is really fitting for like the final arc of the show. Uh, just the way it starts, the way they did all the opening animations, even with it, Every I feel like it was just the greatest way it. to like end it up. Like it starts off with like the, just like the musical part that makes it seem like, Hey, we're, we're coming to the end. And then just, it, it was just good. I liked it. Um, and then that brings us to the first, ending. You like memories. Kind of. I like all of the Grand Rodeo songs. I don't even have to listen to them, and I would like them. That's just how good they are. That's just how it all is. That's just how it is. All right, that's how it is. All right. Um, but so the endings. The first one we have, we only have the two. There is no third ending. Uh, the first one is called Ambivalence. Wait, there's a third. Eight. There's a third ending. What are you talking about? What? It wasn't on the list you sent me. Yes, it is. It's Lantana what? by Old Codex. It says at the that's end. The second one. No. Oh, I missed Glitter Days. I was like, what? Never mind. How could you miss Glitter Days? That's the that's my favorite one because it has Baby Kuriko in it. Yeah, that was my favorite one too. Uh, I was like, "What are you talking about?" I read the thing, but I just missed one. Whoopsie! All right, uh, <laughs> but it's it done carefully. by Fox Tales. Fox Tales. F O apostrophe X Tales. You know, like from Sonic. Sonic Tales. Um, yeah, I really like Glitter Days a lot. I, I think, it has I think Baby Kuroko. That means that's an instant win. That's instant, yeah. instant win. Right? I have a and confession we can just see to all make. The baby photos of Kuroko, and it goes up to like current day, and then it's no longer Baby Kuroko. But yeah. I have a confession to make. Okay. Um, basically, I did not watch any of the ending themes when I was watching uh, the season three because I watched it. On, I watched it on Netflix. So it would always skip it. I made sure to watch the the credits a couple times for each one. So I, I just I Not just watched sure. them all. I just watched them all before the podcast. Hmm. Well, and I really liked the first one because it has baby Kuroko. Yeah. Uh, the, second the second and the was... third one. Yeah. The second so, yeah, one is ambivalence. Ambivalence. I can't pronounce words by screen mode. Yeah. Ambivalence. Ambivalence. Um, this is the flashback one. It's probably my least favorite ending of probably the whole series i'm just not a fan of it kind um, of funny how the, the the second opening and second ending of season three are your least favorite because they're mm-hmm. kind of the ones not done by grand rodeo and they're not hype i mean like, like they're, they're not bad songs but it's they're just all the songs for the show are complete bangers and these two i feel like are just the least banger uh it's fine you'll like it probably maybe um, and then the last one is latana by old codex and i believe old codex pretty much did all the other endings for the other seasons this one was pretty cool. And up until this season, they just did the last one. Um, but I liked it. It was a good, it was a great ending. Not as good oh, as yeah. Glitter Days. 
Mm-hmm. Because that has baby Kuroko, and that gets an instant 10 extra points. <laughs> extra 10 points? Okay. Yeah, it's true. All right, so that's in the music. That's and the now... music, and then the regular music, obviously, is just regularly hype as it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so now let's talk about these games, Condor. Oh boy. So, yep, yep, we're time to talk about the games. Let's go. So, before I have Falcon way talks too about many the notes of the play by plays, it just keeps going and going. Look at how small that cursor is. I won't read all these, or we'll be here for five hours. Um, so yeah, I have work, so the, I can't do that. The, 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 <laughs> hot, the hot points of the matches, okay. Well, yeah, Real quick, before like... you read those, before you read those, why don't we just tell the audience all the games that ha- did happen this season? All right. So the first game that we get to lay our eyes upon is the Kaijo versus the other team name, who I don't remember. But had the, the Soda, Soda. Okay. Uh, we're just going to call them the Soda team for fun because we don't like them now. It's official. And then after, so then after that, I think it was uh it was it was Rakuzan versus Shutoku, right? That was the next one. Yes. All right, cool, cool. And then afterwards we see uh we see uh freaking Kisei's team. I literally just said Sayurin it. Sayurin versus Kaijo. Kaijo. Why did I forget that? I get so bad at remembering teams that aren't Sayurin. Sayurin versus Kaijo. Yep, that's the next game. And then afterwards is the little flashback scene, which there's not really any like specific games. We kind of just see like little bits of games and trainings Mm -hmm. from the past. So there's nothing important there. And then afterwards, they kind of, they don't really focus on it that much, but it's kind of like the third place match for Shutoku versus. uh... Yeah. It's like a couple scenes. Yeah. It it probably would have been a game, but Kisei had like an injury. So he really couldn't play. Yeah. uh, It was, I believe, uh, Maurice Akabara when Himuro was like, oh, who do you think is going to win the third place, or win Maurice Akabara is like, the third place match or the final? And he's like, both. He's like, third place no contest. Kisei is injured. They're not going to be able to stop Midorima without him. Like, sucks, but yeah. that's how it's going to go. And he's like, final. Especially a Midorima finally working as a team, so. Yeah. There you go. And then the final game is uh, Seiyun versus Rakuzan. And that's all the games we have for season yep. three. Yep. I'm ready for the play-by-place Falcon. I could. I guess I'll. I'll just pull up my phone and just relax for two hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Here we go. All right, all day. Clear all day out. That's what we need. That's um, right. No. Let me just I'll, call. I'll let me just to... call to work. Let me just call to work real quick. Um, hello. Excuse me. I can't um come to work today because uh my friend has to Falcon read me my so. plays of Kurko season three. I'm very sorry, but I will be missing work. Thank you. Have a great Utmost night. Most importance right here. You know. Um, but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> the, the games you will find out were very, uh, lopsided this season. The first two were like three episodes each. And then it's like, cool. You've only got like two games left. And then it's like, oh no, what's going on? And then, uh, you know, it, uh, it just, the saving games were like forever. so long. Yeah. Like the final one was like 10 episodes long. So yes, the final one is 10 episodes long. And do you know where we hit with episode five? We hold on. I made a note. Let me scroll all the way down there. It's going to take me a minute. Oh, here we um, go. Well, Falcon is scrolling see. down. I like to take this moment to uh, really appreciate the author for making all the extra data books for the series. He really went in with like giving all the characters like d- difference. If you are a fan of Kuroko and you do not know this, go on the wiki page because the wiki page has like all the fun facts about like all like the little character details and everything. Like the what ifs I read about like for the characters like Akashi being a shogi player. And stuff like that. So give give definitely give it a try. Give it a look if you love some of the characters mm-hmm. you want to learn about your favorite characters, you know? Maybe write that Kuroko fan fiction you've been craving to write, perhaps. All the different yaoi's we'll that make, are totally out there. 
We'll make a we'll make a Bird Bros Kuroko fan fiction. Uh, Falcon and Condor taking on the Generation of Miracles. Let's do it. Uh. <laughs> it's like it's like that team. It's that team from your like your anime that you made. So when we talked about that, oh, they 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 tried <laughs> hockey, so now they're trying basketball. And, and my main character is there too. It's just like the second crossover, but it's like our animes. He's just a guy in the stand with the the friend he made from giving him a burger. Um, but yeah, so I found it. I found the note. So at the start of the last five episodes, there are only ten in-game minutes left to be played. They are literally starting the last quarter of the game with five episodes left and they did the entire of the three quarters in the previous five episodes of the game so it it, it gets a little drawn out and crazy. stuff goes stuff goes down hey hey i mean i mean i don't want to skip to the last game right away we should get focused oh, no, i was just making that note because i was like i, I found that amusing um all right but yes first we've got kaiju versus fukuda sojo sogo or soda i guess we should say uh so this game is really just about uh, Kisei having to overcome Hayazaki. Uh-huh. So I won't spend too much time on it. It was a fun game. Uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was yeah. Okay. Um, we get Kisei scoring the first point, but Hayazaki, we find out, is almost as faster than Kisei a lot of the time. Uh, he has, uh, I remember if it was him or if it was one of his teammates, has this like special scoop shot that Kisei was able to copy. Um, the The thing I wanted to talk about the most here is uh, someone on Kisei's team who never gets the spotlight, Moriyama. Uh, I think, is he, I don't remember if he's the one with the bushy eyebrows or not. Hold on. I have the I had the list up here. I can click on him real uh-huh. quick. Uh, Moriyama. He was the, oh no, he's the one with like the really refined hair that kind of swoops down. Uh, Kaido's team, they all look very similar. So I always forget them mixed up. Isn't he the uh, guy who's like looking for girls? Yeah, he's the guy who's like yeah. looking for girls. Yeah. Yeah. He totally granny shots a three-pointer. He just has the ball like in his lap and just lobs it up like you would like granny roll in bowling but with the basketball and totally just makes a three-pointer. And I laughed so hard I paused this show because I couldn't keep watching. Uh, I'd forgotten that happened. I literally put on here Moriyama from Kaido somehow granny shots in a three-pointer. Um, oh my god. Uh, but yeah, then uh, after that is when Hizaki, uh Shows his his steel version of the copy ability by stealing uh, the the granny shot. Uh, That's and, mine now. Your then, granny uh, shot is all mine. Uh, Kisei does uh, the steal he did from Kagami in season one, where he did like a double breakaway into like a jump slam or something. I forget exactly what the move was called. Um, Hizaki steals it, and now Kisei can't use it anymore. Um, so pretty much the rest of this game is. Kaijo's making attacks. Uh, Hizaki's stealing Kisei's moves and making counterattacks. Uh, it's keeping pretty even. The no team really stays away from the others too much. Uh, but Hizaki does at one part and just start ruthlessly taunting Kisei. Uh, and that's where we find out that like he stole his girl and dumped her and does all this stuff. And the ref steps in to be like, yo, bro, you can't do that. Um, and then Kisei's like, whatever, cool, it's bro. cool. And that's where he's like, he actually did me a favor. Thanks, bud. Um, and then after that, uh, like he's just kind of mad. Um, and then uh, Kisei reveals he stole all of Midorima's shots. Or, and, uh, or he copied them all. And this is the first time he's ever done that. So they're all like, whoa, wait, what? Uh, what did Kisei just do? We know what that is. Um, and this is when we find out about his perfect copy. 
Um, he used it in the last two minutes of the game, uh, takes over any of the point gap they had, and then uh, just crushes them. Well, that really crushed them. They end up winning by three. Um, but he was able to overtake the lead that they had formed for a little bit from him having to be cautious about what moves he used. So that way he didn't risk Kaizaki just stealing them from him. Uh, so that was that game. Do you have any uh, you want to say about that game, Condor? No, but I saw the mouse run in my room while you were talking about that. <laughs> you need yeah, to just get mouse traps for that mouse. Like all week, every time we've talked, you're like, I think there's that mouse. I think I just saw him again. Stop leaving food in your room, Condor. You won't get the mice. What's that? What's that right there? What's that right there? What's that right there? I can't oh, see, you see it. That? So I don't know. It's a mouse trap. I just, I just see your dresser and your chair. <sighs> Bro, that's this, what I'm seeing. This is a big drama. This is a big drama. This is a <laughs> Do we need Twitter updates on the, the mouse alerts? <laughs> I have listen. This, this I have mouse traps. I have a little mouse thing that if they bite it, they get really thirsty. Oh, mouse! This mouse is smart. This is a smart mouse. I've literally seen it walk around the mouse traps, Falcon. It's not even it's crazy. Like, I can literally give you the play by play by this mouse. Like you can give me the play by play of the game. <laughs> okay, I can literally give you the play by play. All right. Uh, but next up we have the Rakuzan versus Shutoku fight. And this my intermediate Rima yeah. fan is saddened, but I also understand why it had to happen. You know, uh, yeah, they come out because because Sarian's already fought in Midorima yeah, twice. They've already fought and beaten Midorima, yeah, once uh, and then lost the other time. Yeah, um, so they uh, Midorima gets out there, makes a three pointer right off the bat, and pretty much tells Akashi that you know he's not going to let it go easy for him. And Akashi's pretty much is like whatever, um, and they kind of keep just like a. Uh, Trading scores, trading baskets. Uh, at the end of the first quarter, it's uh, it's tied. Uh, and then uh, I forgot, I forgot to put his name at the time, so I, I put seven. But it's uh, seven. <laughs> Hayama, uh, Hayama is dribbling super hard and he's making the ball vanish uh, by how fast he's doing this with Takao. Um, at this point, it's just about really Hayama breaking away from all of them and scoring two pointers. Um, he then sends it to uh, uh, Miyagi to dunk it, and they're still tied at the end of the second quarter. Nothing really happens, they're just you know, keep trading scores. They get one team gets a three pointer, the other team gets a three pointer, another team dunks, the other team dunks. They're just kind of trading it back and forth. Uh, but at the end of the second quarter, uh, Akashi's like, Don't worry, I got me Arima now, I've learned all of his new tricks. He had that special. <laughs> Uh, I thought so, you were gonna surprise me, but you didn't go above my expectations. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and then he blocks Midorima's shot at the start of the jump instead of waiting till he jumped to block like most people. He's just like, "Nope, I knew you would do that." Um, and at this point, uh, we find out how uh, Akashi's Emperor Eye works, and he makes Kisei and all the others fall on their butts. Um, and then uh, at this point, this next quarter is just Akashi going crazy uh crazy footwork just completely stopping anything shutoku's trying that's to do right that's right he goes uh, this is what we basically see akashi playing for like the first time like really because yeah. before this in this match he's kind of just stood there observing he's not really done much of anything yep so like shutoku's like we might get this akisa's like he hasn't started yet like don't don't let your guard down now at all times yeah um, this uh, lets uh, Takao and Midorima confirm their resolve and to try to beat Akashi because they just want to prove that they're better than him. That's um, right. They become like bestie friends. They're besties. And this is Ta-ka- when uh, Midorima, 
This is when they have like, I think my fa- one of my favorite plays on the whole game. It gets shut down really easy, but I just, I really love it. Uh, Akashi's marking Mitarima. And Mitarima doesn't have the ball, but he just starts going into his shooting form. Like, oh, making yeah. a shot. And everybody's like, what is he doing? He doesn't have the ball. And then like he goes, like he jumps and he's still going. They're all kind of confused. And then you just see Takao just pass that ball right into Mitarima's hand the moment he like hits to like shoot it. Boom, three pointer. And uh, everyone's just like, whoa! And they get a couple points in that way. Uh, and then uh, Akashi ends up making Midorima fall again, and he just immediately gets back up. And Akashi's trying to belittle him for falling, and Midorima's like, bro, doesn't matter if you fall as long as you get back up. You know? You know what I'm That's saying? That's right. Kind of That's right. Yeah. You got to keep getting back up. That's just basketball. Yeah. Um, And then he gets up immediately and knocks uh, Akashi's shot away. Uh, Midorima gets his third or gets his fourth three-pointer in a row. I wrote that horribly on my notes. Um, and then the, uh, the 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 Shutoku duo starts double-teaming. Akashi really doesn't do any good. Um, That's right. No uh, one can surpass the Emperor. And then at one part, uh, Akashi pretty much is like, all right, let's end this forest. We're going to end this game now. And Midori was like, I don't get what you mean. He's like, I know how to block you. And he knows how to block Takao's cool fancy shot they're using, which is the only way they're scoring points anymore. Uh, he's like, you're left-handed, so you shoot with your right. Like he's talking about, like how he shoots. He's like, so Takal has to pass you the ball from the left side. If he can't get to you from the left side, or he's like, I don't even have to see when he's passing it. I just know I have to block the left side of you. Um, and then uh, Akashi stares at Midorima and says, "You're not going to touch the ball the remainder of this game." Yeah, so it's like the last, the last four minutes quarter. of the game, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. you're not going to touch the ball he's at like, all. You're not touching the ball again." Oh. And it's like for the whole fourth quarter. Midorima cannot get his hands on the ball. Rakuzan just taking it and having their way with it. And they have one here. Like he blocks Takao shot to Moriyama. Oh, yeah, shot to Moriyama. Or Midorima, I want to say Moriyama. Uh, Ryo uh, fakes Takao, making three pointers and whatnot. Uh, anyway, Shutoku ends up losing to Rakuzan. They could not best Takashi. Uh, and then uh, they go with the normal shakes, and Midorima goes to Kashi, congratulates him on the win, tells him he still can't beat him, but that next time, that won't matter. He'll he'll beat him the next time, and uh, reaches out for a handshake, and Akashi's like, I'm not shaking your hand. Uh, yeah, he's Akashi's like, been a there's real no way we're going to be friends, we're going to stay enemies. And he's then he being a sore winner. Being a yeah. sore winner. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then we get to see the warm-up for the next match. We see uh, Kaijo and Seirene. Oh, yeah. Uh, come out onto the court. And they're like, all right, you guys start warming up. And Kisei immediately just takes the ball, runs over to the Sayer inside, and dunks it. And they're like, whoa. And he he uh, he tells them it's a declaration of war. And so Kagami takes the ball after uh, Hugo shouts at him not just to take that. And then he dunks on Kaijo's uh, basket. And he's like, yeah, let's bring it on. And that's when we're getting on to the Sayer versus Kaijo fight, um, which is one of the, probably the best. I think probably one of the best games. One of the, the best the games show. in the show. I um, agree. Uh, yeah, it starts off with Kuroko just using a vanishing drive into a phantom shot, which they don't pre- predict, and he gets the first like point of the game. And they're and all then like, Whoa. Then Kisei is like, you know, immediately like, thinks of five pointers. He's immediately yeah. under the You say a five the, pointer? The yeah, uh, yeah, he did a five pointer, I'm pretty sure, because he was there's under no the basket. Five, there's no five pointers in basketball, is there? Yeah, I thought there was. If you were directly under like the basket, I could be wrong. Let me double check. I thought it was a three pointer. Three pointers. I thought, I thought the, the highest ones. Yeah, I thought that was like even if you're like is at there the opposite a five end in basketball. Yes, it is possible to score five points in basketball. 
Uh, really? One possible scenario is when a player is fouled in the act. Okay, so the ones where you foul in the act, but I was thinking too, there is one where if you were like, like out, like right on the line and made it, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was a three pointer. I think it was a three pointer. Yeah, because I don't remember any. Any because I feel like the 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 anime itself would have pointed out to us that it was a five pointer. Considering you know they do that, they usually done that in like beginning times. If anyone did get a five pointer, it probably would have been me to remind like the very first time we see him, and that's never happened. Okay. It looks like I was wrong at the start. I, I was like convinced there was a game I played back in the day where if I made the point from under the other goal, I got a five pointer. So I've always thought that was a thing, but I guess that was just in that game I played. Uh, but yeah, so he makes a three pointer. I mean, it looks like you can't make a five pointer, but it depends on where you're fouled and you get the two points from that foul. So if you made a three pointer while you got fouled, you could then take the two free throws. And if you made them both, you'd make a five point play. Okay, so that was what I was thinking of. So yeah, he ends up just immediately making a three pointer. It's like, cool. You're getting these play by plays wrong, Falcon. I don't know if we can trust hey, this anymore. Hey. I have my notes. I have my notes. Okay. I don't know I if we can trust those there. notes. I don't know. I, I think made one mistake out game. of literally like five pages of notes, Condor. Cut me some slack. I watched this at like nine o'clock last night. So, no, I watched it. This was last night. That was nine before last night. Uh, anyway, I'm getting my days mixed up. It's been a Kuroko week. Um, <laughs> Kuroko yeah. crazy week. Yeah, but uh, Kisei is ramped up because uh, Kagami called him soft earlier. Uh, and this is when he keeps using his perfect copy, which throws Sayrin off because Sayrin's plan was they were going to attack hard and heavy at the start to make up a huge lead because they figured Kisei would save perfect copy for the last like four or five minutes of the game. However long the time it was, I forget. Um, but he starts off with it and he's like, yeah, I'm not letting you take a lead. Uh, and he's just using perfect copy, stopping all of his attacks. And then we find out he even has can do the emperor eye with perfect copy. So he's just making everybody fall over. Uh which is crazy. Um, then we have Kasamatsu pulling his weight and blocking a bunch of Hyuga's barrier jumping and shots. Um, Kuroko's like, you still can't block the vanishing shot. And then Kisei blocks the vanishing shot. And they're all like, whoa. And he's like, I don't have to pay attention to where it's at. I know how you're shooting it. So he knows how to shoot it or how to block it. Um, so for the first three minutes of the game, uh, Kaijo gets a 13 point lead and Kisei's just shutting Seiren down. Um, but then he pulls off the perfect copy to conserve his strength. He knows he can't use it all now. What if Sayrin does something really crazy and ends up pulling ahead and he can't use it the rest of the game? That would be stupid. Um, so he kind of pulls back and this is where uh, a lot of the fun of the game comes. Uh, Kaijo is just pressuring Sayrin, uh, and they, for the first time, swap in one of the first years Condor. I know, I remember that. Swapped in. No. It's Furihata. Furihata, the little nervous one with the cool hair. Uh, they swap him in and he's all like, I get to play what? And he's kind of nervous. And he places my boy Izuki. Um, oh, he got it. No, Furihata is hella nervous. Um, <laughs> he is really, he's really Hagami nervous. He says something to him like, don't worry, they got his back. And he's just gonna like, oh, okay. And then uh, Kuroko's like, come on, let's make some good plays or whatever. And like kind of congratulates him for getting to play. And Furihata doesn't even hear or see him. And so they're all like, whoa. Uh, but he has to mark Kasamatsu, who is arguably like the best player on Kaijo besides Kisei. Um, and uh, he immediately flubs a pass, uh, 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 but that lets Kuroko steal it and, uh, you know, uh, whatnot. Uh, it lets him steal from Kasamatsu, which gives him the lead or the edge. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Kuroko, very calmly as he's stealing the ball, Ask Katsumatsu to give them the minute that Furihata has to work through his first game jitter. 
The first game jitters. Literally, here we are in the semifinal. I laughed so hard with that one. And you just see Kazuo to be like, what? Like, what are you asking me to do? And he's just like, sorry, give us a minute. Let me, let me talk him through this real fast. He, ha- he hasn't played before today. Um, and uh, everyone's, like, really confused why Rico put in uh, Furihata. Uh, not that he's, like, a bad player, but he hasn't had any experience in these games yet. He's not played against them. And he's one of the weaker ones on the team. And they flat out say he's the biggest wuss on the team. And she said, but that's kind of the point. She said, being a coward isn't his weakness, it's his strength. And we yeah. said, because he is a coward, he's just sticking to people like crazy. And he's like and helping like, everyone No matter where the down. ball goes, he's running towards it because he doesn't want them to win because he's too terrified of like them scoring and whatnot and being like the useless member of the team. Uh, which this lets... Uh, kind of breaks this like huge stress that kaiju had been putting on the Saren team yeah it helps them like them, calm like, down yeah it helps them calm down and get more level ahead and kind of break out of the funk by having him on there and even like at one part he's like don't worry i'll try to stop him even though i can't you know like, he'll run over and like they know he's got their back and whatnot um but, yeah they also she also says cowards never attack recklessly he's not going to take the shot if he doesn't think he can make it um because he doesn't want to give them the chance to take the ball and score um yeah his mobility allows him to be the best assist player for their team at that time because he can just go wherever he needs to go and like kaiju doesn't care about him because they know he's pretty weak overall but then he keeps popping up in places they don't expect which kind of makes them be like okay he has some usefulness um but then at the end of the break they end up swapping him back out and he's like he goes back in they got the they got the boot shift they needed from him um i always love whenever free is in a game he's just a lot of fun uh but uh Izuki keeps making all these predictions and they figure out uh, what Izuki's weakness is and they deem him to be the weakest player on Seiren's team. So they start trying just to to force uh, Izuki to play to where he can't really pass the round at all. Um, and uh, uh, even Hugo flat out tells Izuki they keep marking him because they think he's the weakest player on the team. And it, it kind of hurts Izuki's feelings, but he also says, you think I don't already know that? And I think it was Kagami was like, bro, Hugo, that was really rough. Are you sure you should you should have said that to me? He's like, oh, don't worry. He already knew. I'm just reaffirming it for him. But it lets Izuki know he's got to step up his game, you know? Um, and step that's, up oh, the this game. Is when, yeah, this is when he first unveils the Eagle Spear and knocks the ball away uh, from Kasamatsu, which lets uh, Seiren grab it and they score. And then Kasamatsu uh, compliments Izuki and tells him he won't underestimate him anymore. So it's kind of like, well, they got the point, but now they're not just going to assume Izuki's going to mess up or whatnot. Uh, this is probably my favorite line from the game. Izuki thanks him and says he does more than make sick puns. And Kasamatsu gets very confused and says he never noticed that he made puns, which makes Izuki very sad that no one <laughs> noticed that he makes all these cool puns and that none of them are ever really cool, especially in English, because in, in Japanese, it's more like wordplay. So he would use a word that means the same thing, but it might be like the hiragana form of the word and then like the uh katakana form of the word or whatever so he would he would use different words that meant the same thing for his puns and so in english it'll just be like the same word over and over again sometimes like it's not really a pun um <laughs> yeah but yeah. even he, in japan he, they were bad do that well in the in the dub yeah well i mean they weren't supposed to do well in the japanese either but it made more sense in the japanese so we're here it's just kind of like they're bad just because he's bad at making them and they're not even really puns most of the time um but then this is when Kisei and Kagami start their, their epic face-off. Uh, they're just blocking shots over and over again. Um, and then Kisei calls Kagami the generation of miracle that never was because he wasn't wasn't in the right place, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that. And then they finally just stop blocking each other. Kisei gets, or Kagami scores on Kisei. Um, 
And then uh, Kisa kind of gets demotivated a little bit and they sub him out because Kagami just scores, stops them way too easily. Uh, this is when they realize that Kisei's been playing with an injured knee, a leg, um, due to the, what well, we didn't mention at the end of the uh, game with Haizaki. Haizaki, like, stepped on it. Or whatever. Yeah. Because um, he knew, like, it was getting worn down. So he steps on it really hard and uh, injures his foot. Uh, Kisei is really mad to get subbed, but he also understands why. And this is when Seirin can kind of make their comeback and really try to catch up. Uh, Kaijo's double teaming Kagami because it's the only way they can even try to keep him, you know, down. Uh, they swap out Kuroko after Kasamatsu figures out Kuroko's tricks. And they throw in our boy Mitobe, the big silent guy with like oh, yeah. siblings. I love Mitobe. He's great. Um, I also love in one of the earlier games ever Mitobe tries to cheer them on. We always have Koga like saying what he means. And they're like, yeah, we know. We've, we've played on a team with him. Um, but Kaijo's still trying to make Izuki shoot, thinking he has the worst accuracy. Um and that's when they sub out Kuroko then. I had the notes a little mixed up. Um, but then Kagami uh, tells Kuroko to leave it all to him. Uh, so Kuroko's just kind of on the bench observing to see what they can do. Uh, Kagami's just on a roll, just scoring and blocking and not letting Kaijo do anything. Uh, and then at one part, Kaijo just starts talking crap to Tepe, uh, our boy Kiyoshi. And uh, Hugi just gets really mad that... Uh, uh, Tepe is not talking crap back to them, which I just found a fun remark. Uh, let's see. Uh, then they just start going back and forth until the third quarter. Sayron ends up getting a 15 point lead, which they hope will keep them safe for the remainder of the game, even once Kisei's back in, because that's a pretty substantial lead. It is a pretty good lead. Uh, and the coach keeps telling Kisei he's not putting him back in until the last two minutes. He only has two minutes left of perfect copy. Kisei's on the bench until then. Um, but Kisei finally gets, uh, really annoyed and impatient and tells the coach he's going back in. I believe it's like four minutes, four and a half minutes, something like yeah. that. The clock. I didn't write the exact time, but that's roughly it. Um, it was about like four or five minutes. And, uh, yeah. The coach, the coach is like, uh, it's too early or whatever. He's like, I'm the ace. What I'm not doing my job. If I'm not there to lead my team when they need me kind of deal. So he finally disagrees and puts him back in, but tells him if he sees any sign of trouble, he says going right back out. Um, he immediately improvised Kagami like this is what we find out he can combine the powers. So he uses the Emperor Eyes to break past Kagami with an ankle break and then does an Almine drive to fully move past him. Uh Kuroko's back in the game at this point. He passes to Kagami to do a layup. Yeah, they, they went back in at the same time, Kuroko. Yeah. yeah. Uh and uh then uh he does it to like do like a layup, but then uh Kisei blocks it using Almine's agility tied into Murisaka's like, you know, huge defense. Uh, and then they find out Kisei seems to be extending his perfect copy. It's not as strong as it was before, but by not making the attacks as effective, he's being able to prolong it longer. So now they're worried their 15-point lead just may not be enough, Condor. Just oh, no. Why not? Uh, Kisei ends up getting the ball and realizes that, of all people, Kuroko is marking him, which he thinks is stupid. And he's like, you've done this before, Kuroko. You can't stop me. I know all your little tricks. You're going to be here, so, like, Kagami's going to come up behind me or something. And he's expecting Kroko really to, like, as he moves past, you know, do his little back tap to knock the ball free. Uh, but uh, that's not what happens. Uh, then he finds out Izuki and Tiger triple-teaming him to steal the ball from behind him. Uh, but he's able to uh, pass... 
pass the ball to a teammate, and then the teammate immediately passes it back to him, and he alley-oops and scores. It didn't work. Sad days. Um, And then this is where Kaijo just, like, steals all the audience support. Like, the audience is just like, yo, Kaijo, let's go. Yeah, everyone's um, just cheering for Kaijo. It's kind of, like, disheartening yeah. to the Saiyan uh, team. It's, it's getting the Saiyan team really, really down. They don't really know what to do. Uh, but they're trying to stay focused, but the audience at this point is just wanting to see Kaijo just dominate. Uh, but this is when Kisei finally is able to copy Kuroko. Uh, he had never been able to copy anything from Kuroko before. Um, he he does the uh, he does the Phantom Shot, I believe, and he also does later on the the uh, Ignite Pass Kai. Um, uh, and then uh, yeah, it's like he he copies the vanishing effect of it, but instead of like passing it and having it go from the lower one, he fa- kind of does like a fake out, and then it he passes it up to where it's like Midoriya. Uh, Midorima's range that is like a Midorima shot. So it's kind of like a mix of the two. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, at one part at the end of the break, Rico realizes that Hyuga had made a comment that they did, couldn't make any mistakes they'd lose. And she realizes that's getting them in a mindset to make more of these mistakes they're making. Because um, even though Kisei is great, they're just making way too many mistakes. Uh, so she calls a timeout. She's like, yo, timeout. Um, isn't and, she uh, going to call a timeout? But then some then doesn't she, someone like help them out? But the timeout can't happen until the play stops, so they don't just okay. stop the play. Um, so she she goes to call a timeout, and the play keeps happening. And Kisei breaks past Kagami, uh, and Kagami couldn't block it, and uh, scores a point uh, and gets a foul on Kagami. Kagami uh, tried to block it and hit, hits him, um, which is pushing. Um, and when oh, he falls I'll push down, you. All the, what? Oh, I'll push you. Oh, you'll push me? Oh, okay. I'll push um, you. Yeah, uh, he gets done and he hits uh, Kisei and the ref, you know, calls foul pushing. And the audience just booing. And then Kagami has this line about uh, he doesn't care if they're the villains in the story because the villains only exist in fiction and their story is real life. And just, like, completely, like, kills the mood. And everyone's like, what the heck was that? When did you start talking like that? They kind of give him crap, but it kind of, like, breaks them free of this, like, stress they've been having. Uh, and they just start giving him crap for it. Um, but then uh, with that happens, the timeout happens because the play has been stopped. Um, and Kuroko pitches the idea that they stop uh, to stop Kisei. Um, they think he can only use certain abilities. And so they think that uh, they can predict how to stop him. Uh, and then after they get back, Kisei makes the foul shots, gets the points. Um, and then uh, Kagami just drives past Kisei um, and then Kisei blocks up again. So uh, uh, I think he still gets blocked for a little bit. Uh, Play-by-plays are just too intense. They're too, too intense. intense. Um, oh, there's the part where the ball almost goes out of bounds, like bounced off Yuzuki. And so if the ball goes out of bounds, Kaijo gets the ball. But there's so little time. They really kind of have to make plan for like, their final like couple attacks. So Hugo like, dives in, uh, knocks it back in before it hits the ground out of bounds, and it bounces off of a Kaijo guy and hits the out-of-bounds ground. So Sayurin gets the ball. And just now, we're only up to episode 12, which is the final episode of the game. Um, which is fun, because they didn't have the opening at the start. They were playing the uh, Punky Funky Love Song while they're actually playing the game. Oh, yeah, they did do that. Fun. I made that note. Um, so Sayurin admits, this is their one stop. They can either shot. They can stop Kisa here, they lose the game. Like, it all comes down to this. Um... And they're just kind of like getting everything ready to go. Um, 
So Sayern starts off with their specialty, which we haven't really seen this season yet. They're running gun style. They're just running and passing and running and passing. Um, I'm trying to find an opening for a shot. And uh, they end up, uh, Kroko taps a pass and Kise grabs it and does a jump shot. Or Kagami grabs it and does a jump shot. Kise gets a finger on the ball, but it still goes in. Sayern gets a point. So now they have to just defend and keep Kaijo from scoring any more points. They can't allow that to happen, you know? Um, and uh, Kise realizes Kuroko isn't going to let him down. Uh, and he'll go all out to win the game here. So he knows they're, they're probably going to be planning something, but he can't predict what. Um, Kuroko tries to steal from Kise, but he, he Almine's past him. And uh, Kagami goes in front and doesn't fall for the Emperor's eye. He almost does, but he very much is like, nah, I got this. Don't worry about it. Uh, and uh, Kise decides to try to use Thor's hammer, which we find out uh, Kuroko predicted. Um, That's right, from all the observations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he uh, he has him surrounded. Izuki Eagle Spears the steal. Uh, but uh, Kisei's still able to keep the ball or like misses the steal and uh, ends up passing it to Kasamatsu. Kasamatsu scores, bringing Kaijo up by one. And now we have four seconds left on the clock. Well, uh, four all can, seconds. Sayrin can still win, but they got to score a goal within four seconds. Uh, yes, so, like, as long as the ball is in the air when time goes out, it, it still counts if it, you know, takes a second or two longer to land in. Um, and everyone's really wondered why Sayrin isn't just, like, defeated that, you know, uh, all that happens. Um, like, they get done, but the, the thing is, is they were like, yeah, we scored. There's only four seconds left. And they're like, Sayer doesn't look defeated. What happened? And you find out immediately as the ball dropped, Kagami grabbed it and ran to the other yeah, side. Yeah, he's in the zone, like, by the way, at this point. Yeah, he, yeah he's in the zone that. at this point, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, he actually doesn't use the zone in this fight. He doesn't use it at all. I, I Are you sure? No, he, doesn't he use it in the end? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, okay. He does not. Um, he speeds Very to the weird. other side when Kaido's guard was down, and Kisei realizes that. So Kisei speeds ahead, but Kagami's got a huge head start. But he's able to speed past him somehow. Um, but then Kagami's just like, I'm not going to be able to like get around you any faster. I just got to go for it. So he just jumps up and doesn't goes for a meteor jam. Uh, his, you know, specialty. And he's just hoping he can overpower Kisei to get it in. That, at this point, that's all he can do. Um, but then he realizes he didn't jump far enough. But then uh, best boy Kuroko was like, yo, Kagami down here. And uh, Kagami ends up passing the ball to Kuroko, who does a vanishing shot. Uh, he gets it in the air right as the buzzer goes off. So it's buzzer beater. He makes the goal. Buzzer beater. Sayrin wins eighty-one to eighty, and this is a very important moment, especially for Kuroko. Um, but yeah, they end up winning by one point. Everybody, like the crowd, doesn't really know what to do. Like they're excited. It was a great game. It ended on a great play, but it was just kind of like, whoa, what just happened? Kind of deal. Um, so they end up winning, and then at the end, they make some comment about Kuroko getting, you know, helping out and finally scoring a, a scoring goals and stuff. And he's like, "I've never had my first buzzer beater, but now I want more." He he loves that that feeling of it. Um, but yes, that is that is that game. Uh, this game was very fun. I, I still think it's probably besides the uh, game from Toho at the end of season or in season two. I think this is probably my favorite game. I think the, those oh. two still are oh, my yeah? favorites overall. Yeah. I like the yeah. like I like the next one. Next one's pretty. The good. next one's really good. I just think I personally prefer the other two. Um, 
yeah, what you what you think of this uh, final matchup with between Kisei and Kagami? It was pretty good because it's kind of like you think about it and it's kind of like, oh, here's the guy they literally fought the first guy from the Generation of Miracles mm-hmm. with their with the copy ability, right? Like, so how are we gonna make it more powerful? Oh, make it so we can copy everyone's abilities and, and like combine them and shit and everything. So it's super cool in that aspect just to see like all the people, especially everyone on freaking Kisei's team and Kuroko's team and all of them competing and everything. We get to see like the Eagle Spear for the first time. We get to see all like the plays, especially the buzzer beater was really hype. Mm-hmm. I was even though I knew who was gonna win, I was still cheering along the whole time. Yeah. They do a good job even on rewatches. Even when you know who wins, they do a good job of keeping you in the game and being invested to see like, I know these people are going to win or they have to win, but like, what 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 if something happens and they don't? They do a really good job with it. Totally. Um, yeah, if I'm remembering correctly with Kisei, his whole fit deal like was that uh, he could copy techniques, but most of the generation of miracles he couldn't copy. I think it was he couldn't copy Akashi, he couldn't copy Kuroko, but the others he could kind of take some of their skills, but not like their best skills. Um, so seeing him copy, being able to finally gotten Akashi and Kuroko skills copied and then being able to use them with like the stronger models, it shows like he find or stronger skills of the generation of miracle players shows just as that like show of like he actually grew because he's totally like stronger now. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he's kind of beat, but he, he says they'll have a rematch and they won't, uh, he won't lose next time as always, uh. Yeah, it was it was a great no game. No one will it. lose. It was a good game. And then Kisei cried. Their whole team cried. It was oh, a good game. Yeah, they all everyone, cried. They're all babies. Uh but that takes us to our final game. AK or this takes us actually to the the uh at this point we're still only like barely halfway done with the show, the season. Uh that's right. But uh this takes us to the flashback arc, which we can kind of hit on a little bit. Uh so uh before uh after the game when Kagami was about to go back to like the locker room. Mitarima is there and he tells Kagami that that was impressive, but he still won't lose to him or whatever. Uh, but he also tells him you should be warned Akashi's strong. Like even for me and for you, like don't expect to beat him one-on-one. Like he's, he's amazing. And he finally tells you something, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but let me tell you there are two Akashi Seijiro's. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm sure Tetsu can tell you all about it. And Takao and Tetsu have been like over, like have been like listening in from the sidelines not they didn't know they were there and then takashi's like i'm bored come on let's go and then uh so kuroko's like i gotta tell you all about akashi so you know the full picture of what's going on here and that's how it goes into this flashback arc for like five to six episodes yeah yeah it was it was longer than like any like the I first two thought. games like it was yeah, like it was. the same length as both of them combined um, I, when i thought i was gonna be over it wasn't it kind of dragged yeah, a little there's bit part i was like oh yeah it ends here right and i was like no it keeps going i remember it only being like two or three episodes when i watched yeah it like then it was seven, six was like, episodes Wait, what? I'm like, what like, all right um oh what? yeah so we end up finding out you know that uh akashi the kuroko's on the team but he's really bad and the coach even tells him like look you know we can tell you really love basketball you're putting in all this extra work but you keep getting worse like you're not improving. You're never going to like make it past the first string. You really should just quit. And they're like, we're not going to make you quit, but they can pretty much tell him that they feel like he'd just be wasting his time when he could find something else to do that he might be better at, you know? Um, but uh, Al Mine has uh, become like really good friends with Tetsuya because he's Tetsuya is one of the few who stays late to practice. And so Al Mine likes practicing with him. Um, and he ends up telling Akashi about him. He's like, oh, he's really interesting. He's not very good, but interesting. And Akashi ends up meeting him one day and uh, realizes his lack of presence could be useful and could be what they're looking for. 
uh, as we see, he had, it seems like Akashi and Mitarima were pretty much best buds in middle school. Um, oh, so yeah. always together when we see them in the flashback. It's always Akashi and Mitarima, and it's always Almine and Tetsuya. And then Murray Sakabara and Kisei just kind of do their own thing. Um, but he ends up, uh, he doesn't necessarily tell Kuroko what to do, but he pretty much tells him that like his lack of presence could probably be his biggest weapon, and he kind of gets the idea in his head. And then we see Kuroko go to a bookstore and buy a book on misdirection. Uh, and even see the first couple times she's using it, it doesn't work out well. Um, they put him in like a game after they give him like a trial thing and it's not working. And then they realize he's just slow. So he needs to just pick up his speed. But the coach is already about to be like, yeah, I was willing to let you try him out. He seems like you have an interesting power, but it's not working. And Akashi's like, give him one more game. Or no, not Akashi, Almine is. Almine is like, give him one more game. And if uh, he doesn't work out and you demote him, you can demote me too. So it's like, fine, whatever. Uh, but they work on him getting his speed down to where at that point he starts nailing it. And it's working great. And he's proved himself to the team. Uh, we even see the stuff with like Haizaki and Kisei and a little more and how that played out. Um, yeah, we see how uh, Almine was the first to kind of fall because he just got so good so fast because of what the coach is having him do. It became boring. No one wanted to play with him. They all didn't even want to try when they played against him because they couldn't win. So why try? So he very much has that gets that same attitude of I'm not going to come to practice. What does it matter? No one's going to beat me anyway. Uh, we see him get permission as long as he shows up to games and keeps winning. But if he doesn't show up to games or he stops losing or he starts like making them lose, he has to come back to practice. Like, fine, whatever that works. Leave me alone. Uh, so he does that. And then Murray Sakabara is like, well, if he gets to do that, why do I have to be here all the time? And then he ends up being the next one who like kind of like, it's his potential next, and so he kind of does the same thing, but he challenges Akashi. He's like, fine, if I get to beat you, because you can't stop me, I'll be like Almine. And he's like, fine, that works. And then we see through this, like, one-on-one is when Akashi finally adopts this, like, second persona. He's always had it there a little bit, but it's always when he just yeah. had, like, moments of being a little bit cold. This is uh, when it, like, not... fully awakens. Yeah. Like, he'd had it a little bit, because even Midorim was like, he's normally so kind and polite and, like, friendly, but he has moments where he's just really cold, and that he finally realizes is he's just been put into the captain, the former captain and left due to like a family health thing. Um, so Akashi, while he's a great leader, didn't feel like he was really being able to like control the team. Yep. Like he sees like how their attitude is after they play. And this is when they've already kind of started like trying to make the games more fun by seeing who can score the most points uh, during a game. And he's not really a fan of it, but it keeps them motivated. So finally he can tell like, this is it. He either stops Murray Sakabar or he, he completely loses the control of the team. So he ends up fully adopting the cold persona, beats Murray Sakabara, and he's like, fine, I'll come to practice. He's finally like, you know what? Do whatever don't you even, want. If you don't don't even come, bother. Don't, don't even bother coming to practice. We don't yeah. need you. We don't need anybody. Yeah, he's You're like, we're fine without you, but as me. long as you uh, come to the games and win, there's no problems here. And that goes for everyone. And so they all kind of like split up, but you see consistently that Akashi, Mitarima, and Kuroko rip practice. Kisei's normally there if he doesn't have a modeling gig. Um, but uh, that's kind of how the team broke up, and you just start seeing more and more how they go down. And one of the more important parts of this, too, is we see about Kuroko and why he played basketball in the first place with his friend. Uh, his name I keep forgetting, so I wrote it down. Uh, Ogiwara. Uh, that's right, Ogiwara. He and his friend Ogiwara made a pact to play each other and the nationals during middle school and uh they keep trying like the first year they're both on the first string so they can't do it the second year they're there but ogiwara's team loses and he's all bummed out and then the third year they're finally making it but kuroko got injured in the previous game and he's out 
he's not going to be able to play. Um, and uh, Ogiwari goes to check on him before the game because he figures Kuroko won't play. But uh, Momoi is going to let him in because Momoi is awesome. You know, she's great. Um, but then Akashi's like, who are you and what do you want with Tetsuya? And he tells him his name and he's like, oh, are you a friend of his? And he's like, yeah, we, we promised to play at the Nationals. I was wanting to check on him. And he's like, don't worry, he'll be fine. He's just sleeping right now. Uh, and then when Akashi goes to check on him, uh, he doesn't tell him that, or he tells him Ogiwara wanted to come in, but they didn't let him because Kuroko needed to rest or whatever. And uh, Kuroko tells him not to hold back, that Kuroko, if you hold back, it's disrespecting the person. So he's like, don't don't hold back on him. Give it your all. Like, really play, or else, you know, that'll be disrespecting him. And Akashi's like, okay, but you, re- you realize what you're wanting us to do, right? And Kuroko's like, yeah. And he's like, I don't know that you do. And he's like, no, I do. Go for it. Um, and then they get there, and uh, Akashi chooses not to tell the rest of the team that Kuroko's best friend is on their their opponent's team. And like, we have an idea to how to make this more fun. And uh, Akashi's like, oh, okay, I'm listening. And Kuroko eventually wakes up at the end of the match, and we see him run out there to see what the score is like because Momoi tells him it's bad. And uh, they're they're beating them uh, like it was 107 to. Uh, no, 109 to 11 and uh they're going and uh they finally get the ball to ogiwar and his team's all defeated but ogiwar is like you know like come on we gotta try and like but we lost there's literally no way there's like less than a minute left on the clock we cannot score 100 baskets no no it was 111 to 9 it was it wasn't it because didn't they no, didn't it was 109 score to 11 because didn't akashi score in his own three, basket so no, let you. I've I've got this. Okay, I know this one. So okay. it's go, uh, go, I'll, I'll keep being Ogi, silent. Ogi Ogiwara's team. I don't mind you talking. Just you are wrong right now. Uh, Ogiwara's team has eleven <laughs> points. And Sayrin, not Sayrin. Uh, uh, Generation of Miracles have one hundred and nine. And they finally get the ball to Ogiwara, and he's like, "Even if we are going to lose, I'm not just going to give up because we're going to lose. I'm going to try to see if we can get more points. So the you know the loss isn't as bad." So Ogiwara gets it, he shoots, and it hits the rim and it bounces out. And then Marie Sakabara was like, man, really? We let you get past us so you can make that point so you'd feel good. But come on, bro, we'll help you out. Then he grabs it and like puts it in their basket, scoring the point for the other team. Yeah, there that we go. That's the what game I was ended, The score was 111 to 11. And then Kesey's like, yeah, bro, we did it. We got all ones on the board. And then you find out they were going easy on them that last half because they wanted the final score to be all ones, which just demoralizes and destroys Ogiwara. That's so game. that's so destroying. It's horrible. Such a dick move. So bad. And Kuroko's mad. Like he's mad. He's depressed. He doesn't understand I'm why mad. they would do that. That's just he says like in his head. He's like that's just cruel. And like he just looks at Ogiwara and Ogiwara's just like crying and he's looking at Kuroko and Kuroko's crying and the rest of the generation Rico's like yeah we won and. Akashi's like, what? You told us to go all, all out on your friend. And they're like, whoa, that was your friend? If we would have known, we would have eased up on him. You know, like, like, oh, we might not have done that. But then he's like, why did you do that? That's just mean. And they're like, whatever. They weren't going to beat us anyway. What does it matter? Kind of deal. And then we find out Ogiwara transfers schools and quits playing basketball because of how bad this beat was, like how bad it was, uh, which is what reaffirmed uh, Kuroko to play to like show the rest of the Generation of Miracles they were wrong for how they played. Uh, but while he was uh, going home, he finds uh, Hugo's wallet. And he's like, oh, somebody dropped their wallet. I'm going to go turn it into them. And then he sees Sayer and plays. And that's when he decides to go to Sayer and because they play like he wants to play for high school. So that happened. 
Uh, and this is going to be a long one, so I need to hurry it up. You've got work. Uh, do, 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 do. I, have, I, oh, I have work at 5 o'clock. You're good. Oh, you okay. Going. So we, we were good. I was like, we're at an hour and a half, and that's already a longer one for us. So I was like, uh, we still got we still got 10 episodes to go. I don't know what's going on. So it's 11 episodes because of the last one. Oh, that's true. Uh, but I mean, let's be real. If we don't talk about the last episode, it's fine. It's really fun, but it's very much just like a filler to wrap things it's up. It's Kuroko's birthday. It is Kuroko's birthday. His birthday is January 31st. I need to remember that. So that way, on his birthday, I send out a, a birthday tweet to my boy. I hope you remember. I will laugh today. if you remember to wish him a happy birthday, but not me. I'll need to make sure my Kuroko jersey is clean, and then I can just take a picture of me and Kuroko. Be like, happy birthday, Kuroko. Uh, have, have a good have one. Happy birth. Happy happy birth. Um, but yeah, so now they are uh, they are playing against Rakuzan in the final. Uh, Sayrin fully knows the backstory and truly what they're up against and how it all happened. Except now Kagami knows that Kuroko told Akashi that he would promise to show him his basketball at the end of graduation. Ha, yes. you didn't mention that. Only Kagami knows that. There you go. Boom, my notes are better than yours. And I don't even have any notes. I, I doubt your notes are better than mine. God dang it, I gotta touch my PS4 again. Why do you gotta touch your PS4 again? I'm, I'm charging the controller. Oh, gotcha. Oh, and was it going in like, well, if it goes into rest mode, it still charges. Why do you got to touch it? Just let it go to rest mode. No. No. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, it starts off the game. Uh, and uh, Kagami's like, Kiyoshi, I know you're supposed to have the tip off and jump for it. But, bro, I want to jump for it. And Kiyoshi's like, I don't know. Coach told it me to do it. And he's like, don't worry. I feel great. And he's like, all right. Uh, so, Kagami ends up jumping for the tip off. Uh, he grabs the ball. Gives it to Kuroko. He grabs it. He ignite past Kaiser to Huga, who fumbles it because Huga's never caught them before. Uh, but then Kagami ends up with the ball, uh, and he's up and against Kagami Akashi. Is right in the zone right away. Right away. Yeah, he immediately is just like zone. Um, and uh, he actually enters it after he does this first meteor jam. But yeah, it's about the yeah. Right um, he does a meteor jam and over Akashi's head, and Akashi's a little bit like stunned, but it's kind of like okay, whatever. Um, and then he just. Gets the ball back at the start of the next play and does another one. Um, and at the start, he's not letting Rockers on score. He's just, like, dominating in the zone. Uh, yeah. And then Akashi's finally is like, all right, I'll take I'll take uh, Kagami now. I forgot Ooh, who he was marking first. This uh, game was so uh, hype because... Oh, it was so it, hype. But that's why I'm like, I want to make sure I hit all the cool moments and, like, say what happens over there. But I know as many notes that I took, we would be here for forever. So I'm trying to, like hit the key yeah, moments okay. while still letting the other shine. Because one thing I really like about this is they really let every member of say That's what shine. I wanted to say. Yeah, it was kind of like a big old team effort where everybody helped. Every even the, single team even Suchi, the all second the year, who they sub in for sometimes, who doesn't really do much, he plays and all the first years play. And they don't really like do a whole lot, but they what they do still greatly helps towards the win. So like, I wanted to make sure I got them in there. Um, But at this part, Kagami's owning for a bit. Um. But uh, they realize, too, he's going to run out of the zone for a while. Um, and Kuroko, we find out, is not effective at all. Um, he He's not doing much. So they end up subbing him out because they know with Kuroko on the court uh, that Kagami is going to be worried about Kuroko because uh, he's not a great defender. So for Kagami to truly go all offense, they need Kuroko off the field. So they sub out Kuroko for Mitobe since Mitobe is their best defender. Uh, and... uh. So then this is just, I put Kagami owning for several scenes. Um, and then Akashi, yeah, and then Akashi switches back to marking Kagami again. 
Uh, but he beats the Emperor and he breaks past uh, Akashi. Um, and he goes to Meteor Jam, but he misses, which reveals that Akashi let Kagami pass, which by letting him pass threw off uh, the way he made Kagami pass him, threw off his normal Meteor Jam-like trajectory. So he didn't get the right trajectory out of his instinct. Uh, but this is where uh, Kagami starts to lose focus and starts falling to Akashi's tricks. Um, uh, oh, and then uh, Akashi gets mad because he's like, did you assume Kisei's little trick was the same as my emperor? I, <laughs> you, you losers. That, that's insulting. I am a god. Yeah. Um, the king, the emperor. Mm-hmm. And uh, this part, uh, they let Rio get a three-pointer. And, uh, uh, but uh, then uh, Kagami starts thinking really hard, which is not Kagami's strong suit. So Mitobe just, like, puts his hand on his bag. is like, yo, bro, we got this. Don't worry. If you make a mistake, we're here. We good. Um, and this is when Furihata notices that people aren't falling for Kuroko's tricks after they swap them back out. Um, and he's like, uh, so he finally, like, is like, coach? coach we hear him like trying to get Rico's attention from the the bench um and then this is when Kagami and Seven who his name I kept forgetting at the time but uh Hayama uh, are having an exchange and uh he kind of lights the fire in Hayama and this is where Hayama starts kind of getting some plays off breaking past Kagami and whatnot uh and this is where uh Furihata finally gets Rico's attention and we see him go over to tell her that he doesn't think Kuroko's working and Akashi finally tells Kuroko that he's no longer the Phantom Sixth Man, that uh, his buzzer beater at the end of the last game and all of his shots uh, have made people actually notice him, That's uh, right. which is also fun. Because at the start of this game, they're like doing like a cool announcement thing where they're like, oh, the final game, here's Sayer and their starters. And they're like, you know, starting off number 11, Tetsuya Kuroko and all that. And he's like, yo, he's the Phantom Sixth Man. Yo, the Phantom Sixth Man, oh my so God. Crazy. I oh. want to marry you. Yeah, and uh, so they're they're all like, whoa, which is fun because, like, if you know the fact that no one's supposed to know who he is, it's, it's a great foreshadowing for what happens. Uh, they but, really uh, did foreshadow it hard. <laughs> they did, and it's one of those, like, the first time I watched it, I didn't pick up on it, even though I should. And so on this rewatch, it's been like, how did I not pick up on that? The fact that I was like, yeah, Kuroko! Um, but uh, uh, they realized that... Uh, all of his stuff has made his misdirection useless because people are actually paying attention to him. Um, so they end up subbing him out for Suchita the second year. Uh, and Rico gives Kuroko a plan. Uh, so Suchita's just there so they can like tell Kuroko what to do. Uh, and then she slops him back in. Uh, and then uh, we find out the plan was that Rico wants Kuroko just to let uh, Rakuzan just obliterate him. Just get past him, stop him at everything he tries to do. Just let them think they've beat him and he can't do anything. And this is when we find out that Chihiro is essentially the replacement for Kuroko or as Akashi calls him, Kuroko 2.0. He's been able to make all the cool passes and whatnot. Uh, but when they try to like, hey, we stopped you from passing. He like makes the baskets like, yeah, but I actually have skill. I can make a play when I need to. You know, like I'm not just passing. Um, and he kind of looks over to glow at Kuroko on the bench and he notices Kuroko's just like glaring at him intensely. Like glaring at him. <laughs> yeah. And he realizes he's like, why is he staring at me? And then he's like, oh, he's not staring at me. He's uh he's studying Observing me. Observing me, yeah. And so he realizes that like Kuroko's not benched just because he's super useless and they destroyed him. He's benched for a reason. Um but yeah, then this is when they put in Furihata. 
And who do they have for Rihada Mark Condor? Do you remember? Do you remember who our cowardly boy for Rihada Marks? Akashi. Yeah, uh, Akashi. And they're like, that boy's like a chihuahua going up against a lion. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a little chihuahua picture in the background. Um, and he's terrified. Like, he's just like, what? Um, but he's just frantically sticking to him, trying to keep Akashi from doing anything, which isn't working because Akashi's just 50 million times better than Furihata. Uh, but also, Rakuzan is a. Uh, Akuzan is kind of uh, underestimating Furihata because what Furihata's mobility is actually doping, doing is keeping Akashi from being able to ankle break any of the Saiyan members uh, because Furihata just moves around so erratically he can't plan where he's going to move, even with this Emperor Ida predict how to move his body to to make it happen. Uh, but he ends up finally breaking off Furihata. Uh, or, and, uh, or Mayazumi finally it's like, this Furihata guy, he's a joke, whatever. I'm guarding him right now. I'm just going to let him do whatever. He's running away, no big deal. Or, no, uh, Mayazumi, fake Kuroko runs away to get the ball from somebody else. And this is when they pass the ball to Furihata, and Furihata jumps and scores. And then uh, they all kind of look at my Mayazumi like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you left your mark. And then he's like, fine, we can't just, like, completely leave him alone. But then now Ak- Akashi's able to ankle break again. And Rakuzan's like, yo, time out. Uh, but this is where Furihata gets taken out because the strain of playing against Akashi was so much he can't stand anymore. He's just, yeah, like, he's just like, trembling, so trying hard. to, like, pull himself up onto the bench. And the other first years are like, Bro, he can't even stand. What's going on? Like, yeah, he's not as strong and have, has as much stamina as the others, but he's not, like, that useless. And so this is when the other first years start uh, going in. Fukuda and uh, Kawahara. Uh, Furi, uh, Fukuda goes in next. They're supposed to do the same thing. Just stay on Akashi. Try to keep him from ankle breaking. Try to support the team however you can. That's uh, right. That's right. And this is buying time for Kuroko to still observe uh uh, Chihiro and Mayazumi and uh, to buy them time for the game. Uh, so they get to do that and that's kind of what the first years get to do. Um, but at this part, this part of the game is really Leo versus Huga and then making their three-pointers. Uh, and this is where Huga pretty much gets fouled out. Uh, he keeps reading heaven shots as earth shots and earth shots he moves forward. So when he moves forward to make the earth shot, uh, Huga unintentionally pushes him. Uh, so he d- that happens three times. But before that, otherwise, they're just trading kind of three-pointers. So the score is going up on both sides. Um, but it's more about if they can block the shots off or not. And then Hugo starts arguing at the ref that that one shouldn't have counted because he was in the air or whatever. And his balance or uh, Leo's balance is the one who lost his balance. So that shouldn't have counted. Um, but he's arguing with her. And they're like, yo, Hugo, stop, bro, stop. And he gets a technical foul for arguing with the ref. Uh, so they have to sub out the boy Hugo. Sub him out. So if he gets one more, uh, If he gets one more foul... Uh, he's he has to permanently be removed from the game, and they can't do anything with him. So they're they're keeping him on the bench, letting him calm down, cool down, all of that. And then uh, I forget who do they swap in for him? Kiba, isn't it old. Kiba? Uh, Koga. 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 Why did I say Kiba? It's Koga. I don't know. I, I got ahead of my notes a little bit because here's where we also have uh, Kiyoshi and uh, Nebuya. Nebuya kind of trying to get Kiyoshi to play harder. Um, it was kind of like, like all the backstory. uncrowned kings fighting off against like the members of the Seirene mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so Koga got swapped in before they actually took Huga out. I got ahead of myself. Um, they put Koga in because he's a great screen. 
So he's doing screens so Hugo can try to do the three-pointers. And this is when they get the foul for the third time and they pull him out. Uh, and Kuroko goes back in. They sub they sub Kuroko back in when they pull Hugo out. Um, are we in like the third? Aren't we in the third quarter at this point? Uh, I don't think I have that on here. Uh oh, um, I wasn't the best at keeping track of what quarter everything happened in. But if it was like that's fine. There were there were times I would have put like at this quarter break. This is the score. Um, I don't remember if I did that for this one. Um. But anyway, he's back in there to kind of like reinvigorate the team to get them going back again. I'm um, going to keep pushing forward. Um, but Kuroko is using his current lack of or his current presence and not lack of presence to have uh, my Izumi focus on him, which then allows him to uh, help support the other team. But he's not paying attention to everybody else. Um, so Kagami blocks all the shots and whatnot because they're they're distracting their their. Uh, the other team's shadow, essentially. Uh, and this is where they realize they can't stop Rakuzan from attacking, so they're not really going to try. They're just going to uh, try to make them use their worst player, which at this one is Mayazumi. His uh, misdirection isn't working, so they have Kuroko drawing all of his attention, making it easy to steal from him and make mistakes. Um, and uh, Seirun starts making bas- uh, getting some baskets while trying to make Mayazumi shoots. And this Barakuzan uh, just keeps having a lead over them. It's crazy. Yeah, but they're they're catching up. They're not like getting utterly demolished. They're still being able to keep up and score on them, which is good. But at this point, Mayazumi is kind of asking Kuroko why he's even bothering or whatever. And uh, Kuroko mentions a statement that Takao made uh, earlier, and I just had that on here. Did I scroll past? Oh, uh, oh, Kuroko finally says, "I'm I'm trying because I hate losing to somebody like him." To someone like himself, so like uh, Takao hated. Uh, I forgot who he said it to. He said Midorima? It to was it a Midorima? No, maybe. But he says I hate losing to p- p- players like me. And it was Takao to someone on the Seiren team, but I forgot uh, who he said it to. I don't remember. Oh, Izuki, I think. I think it was yeah, it was Izuki because Takao has the better version of Izuki skill. Yep, that's true. Uh, so he uh, he calls that back and he tells him he's like, because I don't want to lose to someone just like me. That's that's annoying. Um. But this is where Kuroko passes to Kagami and Kagami scores. And Mayazumi realizes that Kuroko is overriding his lack of presence. So now Kuroko is being able to fall back into the, the shadow while uh, they're making Mayazumi stand out because they've been making him do all these shots. So all the attention is back on him. Um, and so at this point, Rakuzan is like, oh, Mayazumi, yeah, he's useless now. Uh, <coughs> we can't use him for what we need him to use him for. Um, and Akashi's doing well. Um, but uh, he's not really done anything super crazy for a while. Uh, Kagami zooms in front of him, and after he zooms past Akashi, he goes back into the zone. Uh, and he's only relying on his instincts. Um, but Maizumi ends up getting the ball and ends up scoring and letting them know like he's not completely useless. Um, uh, but yeah, the fact that uh, Kagami's now further in the zone to where he's only relying on instinct Akashi is really having to think about what he's going to do. He can still stop him, but he has to be a little bit more uh, thoughtful about it. Uh, so at this point, I have a lot of just like them passing right now. Passing, passing, passes. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, they get, this is where they finally get a pass to Kyoshi and he scores and this lets Sayrin get hopeful again. They kind of like, have got the hope back with them. Uh, but now Akashi found a way during a timeout to how to use Mayazumi. 
instead of benching him like they thought. Uh, they're using Mayazumi's uh, forced presence to draw attention away from Akashi. So now Akashi can kind of like sneak around by drawing the attention to uh, Mayazumi. Uh, and this is where Hayama and Izumi kind of go off for a little bit. Uh, his eagle spear is too slow. He keeps getting past him and whatnot. Um, da, 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 I forgot they finally beat it. Uh, oh, Hayama predicted it a pa- and passed a, a pass by Kuroko. Um, and he goes to stop it, but Izuki figured he would do that. And he blocks it away. Um, but uh, he misses the block away. But this lead makes Hayama go into Ka- Kagami's like, defensive zone. And Kagami just shuts him down. So even he's, he's like, if I can't stop you alone, I just got to drag you to the guy who can. Um, but at this part, it's it's really fun, but it's also just like a lot of passing and them trading alley-oops around a lot. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's happening here. Uh, and then at this point, Akashi enters Kagami's defense range. And instead of challenging him to see if he can break past him, he just shoots a three-pointer. And he's just like, if you thought I couldn't make three-pointers, you're sorely mistaken. Like, He's just kind of like, I can do it all, just being smug. Uh, and then at this point, uh, Leo, the three-pointer guy, asks Koga why he's so smug. And Koga just says, man, Izuki's so amazing. Uh, and then uh, he's like, oh, wait, but instead of thinking about how amazing Izuki is, I really should just be like making sure you don't do anything. Ah, oh, I need to pressure you. We're on the offensive. We need to go. And Leo's just like so confused. Uh uh, and this is when they figure out Koga also has a wild instinct, but instead of like Kagami being a tiger and this person being a lion, like, Oh, he's a, his, he's a house his cat. wild instinct level is a house cat. You can see this cute little cat. Um, but they're also like, but I guess we can't like completely underestimate this guy. Like whatever. Um, uh, but at this point he caught, uh, Koga's pressuring Leo enough to make him miss the shot that he took. Um, and then Kiyoshi grabs it, goes for a shot. He can't make it. So he passes it over to Kagami in the air, and Kagami does an alley-oop to finish it up. Uh, <laughs> my note was, Bro gets mad, and Kyoshi is running away, um, which was uh, Bro, I believe. I was referring to Nebuya because I blanked on his name this morning. He got mad that they alley-ooped it, um, and that Kyoshi's purposely not fighting hard due to like uh, his injury or whatever. Uh but Koga tells Kiyoshi that he's looking too scary and he doesn't need to look scary. He needs to have fun, which kind of helps recenter the Saren team a little bit, uh, which is really Koga's biggest aspect. He's constantly like getting them to calm down with what he says. Um, oh yeah. Calming down. But we also find out too, they're like, he's, he, uh, he played tennis before this. And he, so he's used to only focusing on like the next play. So Koga doesn't think ahead. That's one of his biggest faults, but it's also one of his greatest strengths. He's only focusing on what they're going to do next, um, which is letting him keep screening and pressuring uh, his marks on the game. Uh, but uh, Leo decides to use his void stance, which is his like, best shot against Koga. No longer underestimating. He finally realizes why Koga's there and what Koga can do. Um, but Koga jumps late and messes up the shot. Um, and it messes up Leo's rhythm, but it still like circles around the rim and goes in. And then and Leo's like, makes... giving him like the biggest, like angriest. Oh, Leo gets ever. pissed. Like, Leo's just like, what did you do? And he's like, he tried to block my shot, and he jumped late. But even if he jumped on time, he can't jump high enough to stop it. And it makes him mad that like, he even like tried. And so he doesn't get why he's doing this at all. Uh, but thanks to Koga trying to block it, Hugus figured out how to stop it. So this part, uh, 
This is just getting to the last five episodes, which is the final 10 minutes of the game. Final 10 minutes of the game, they put Hugo back in for, Co- for Kogane. Uh, Woo! Last quarter! Yeah! Uh, Leo immediately goes to block Hugo. Hugo immediately scores a three. Uh, and then Leo has the ball, and he's like, oh, like, uh, can you guess which stance it's going to be? And Hugo faked a jump so he would switch from his earth stance to his heaven stance. Uh, and uh, he jumps in time to touch the ball uh, to where it diverts the path enough it doesn't make it in, uh, which also makes Leo mad. Um, and then Tepe grabs the ball for a rebound. To, not Well, not to rebound it in, but to go on the attack. And he's trying to fight uh, Nebuya for it uh, and is risking his leg by how he spins away. Uh, he spins around him, gets the ball back to the team. And I don't remember who scores, but somebody on Saren scores. Um, how come uh, you don't have who wrote down? How do you have I was writing down? notes and I missed who made the shot and I was running out of time. So I didn't go back to see who it was. <laughs> That's um, tough. That's tough. tough I really, you know, I really, right? want, yeah. I really wanted to know who, who shot at that point. Who, who shot that, at that exact <laughs> point in time? Oh, I man. really wanted to know, but you've been so thorough. Now you're just getting kind of bad. Yeah. Um. This is when we find out how the void shot works. <laughs> uh, uh, Hugo explains essentially he gets really, really lower than most normal shooting stances are. So usually you're trying to like keep your height level. So he does it where he gets really low. And then as soon as his opponent's legs are getting to where they can't really like change or kind of like kind of lock into position, that's when he jumps. So the reason it seems like people can't move for his void jumper, which is like the secret to it, uh, Hugus figured it out. So he doesn't go all the way down. He's able to stop it. Um, and then uh, he blocks it. Uh, which gets the ball to Kroka, who passes to Tepe, who fakes the shot, but passes to Hugo, who stores his third three-pointer in a row. Um, and Kagami's been keeping Akashi at bay from his wide defense in their uh, attack in their uh, goal zone. Um, so right now, it's really just the the other uncrowned kings trying to do what they can. Uh, Tepe still can't really get past Nebuya. Nebuya's still out, uh, like, brute-forcing him. Uh, he does another break pass by spinning around on his bad leg. This lets him score. And Saren has now officially cut the lead in half. They were, I think, like 20 points ahead. And now they're only 10 points ahead, I believe. Um, but uh, at this point, Akashi enters the zone for the first time. He breaks into Kagami's wide defense. And they just start going at it. Um, and we find out Akashi's zone trigger is when he wants to claim victory, when he loses all hope in his teammates. So at this point, Akashi doesn't give a crap about his team they've all failed him they've all made too many mistakes uh he has to do it himself so he's gonna do it himself Mm -hmm. kind of mindset uh, which is a fun trigger for him uh and he's just beating saren and all these like one-on-one plays in the zone and so saren calls for a timeout uh kagami reaffirms he wants to handle akashi and then they have this cool scene where uh saren all like all the members like put their fist on him and putting their faith in him uh and then we find out we start to play again that Akashi's defensive range is pretty much his entire half of the court. Um, so it's going to be hard for them to score Condor. Oh no. This is really Uh, bad. And this is just like the, the, like this, I think this whole episode was just Akashi and Kagami in the zone and just Akashi beating him. Uh, and, uh, Kagami just keeps losing to the Emperor. I predictions, uh, Emperor in the zone is too powerful. Uh, and then Kuroko finally just asked Kagami because we find out from Almini that there's actually level of the zone Almini has never been able to hit 
that if you think the bottom of the zone, there's this second door, but there's a gatekeeper there and he's never been able to get past the gatekeeper to open the door. Um, And we see that throughout this, when they're fighting, Kagami sunk to the door and he's at the door with the gatekeeper. Um, And Kuroko finally just asks Kagami, why doesn't he give up fighting alone? Uh, And that the rest of the team just relying on Kagami might be too much responsibility. Um, So this is where Kagami is still in the zone, but he starts uh, making more team plays. And they start making some headway. They're being able to score some again, but not really uh, catching up on the lead. They're just kind of keeping it where it's at. Um, and Kuroko tries to push past the Emperor. Why is Kuroko doing this? He's not skilled enough to do that, you know? Akashi steals the ball. But this was what Kuroko thought would happen. Uh, oh! And uh, he steals the ball, and Kuroko's right in front of him. Uh, and Kuroko, we find out, is only focusing on Kagami. He's letting Kagami do whatever he wants, and Kuroko is only paying attention to what Kagami is doing so he can best support Kagami. So he knows where Kagami is going to move, what's he going to do, which can only happen because they've been playing as a team very closely for so long. They know each other's moves. They can predict where he's going to go. Uh, and Akashi let a turnover happen, and he's beating himself over it because like, he's, he's the emperor. He can't let that happen. What do you mean? Um, and then... Uh, Kuroko steals from Kagami, which allows Kagami to break past Akashi in the confusion. And then he passes it back to Kagami. And Kuragami dunks and scores, which is finally making Akashi feel what defeat feels like for the first time in his life. Um, which makes Akashi miss a shot when he gets the first ball. He's horrendously shaken. And now we just have several times of people scoring. Even even uh, Junpei, even Junpei takes the ball, steals the ball from yeah. Akashi. Hugo steals Crazy. the ball from him, shoots it, and uh, the, the uncrowned king. I feel so bad for them on his team. They're like, "What's he doing? Like he's never had that happen to him before, and he's just like gonna let them do whatever." Uh, and to top it off, Kuroko ignite passes to Kagami. He scores, uh, and Sayrin has now brought the lead down to only two points. Uh, and uh, this is when they have a timeout, and Mayazumi calls Akashi a disgrace, which kind of has like uh, Akashi have this like conversation internally between like his two selves, and uh, he gets rid of the super dick persona self. He goes back That's to being right. the old Seijiro Akashi, the one that I really like. And he apologizes for his behavior and asks that they don't sub him out, but he understands that they will because he completely just became useless. Um, but he asks that they let him still play. And uh, so they they let him do that. And uh, he gets back on the court. His eyes are no longer different colors. They're now both red instead of red and orange. And uh, he, uh, he greets Kuroko to let Kuroko know that he's back to his old self. And Kuroko is both kind of like stunned, but also kind of happy because he's glad Akashi's kind of back to his old like oh, less yeah. jerky self. Um, but he also knows this means he's going to get even worse to play against. Um, and this is just kind of them trading blows. They're trying not to let, you know, them get this two-point uh, lead done. Um, and at this point, they find out uh, Akashi has an ability to essentially let all Everyone of his team enter the zone. Uh, it's not quite the zone, but it's just outside. It's like they got to the door but can't push it open. Um, so they're doing that. They still uh, have the is, funky eye effects, so. Yeah, they still even have the funky eye effects, yeah. I like the eye effects. It's really minimal, but it's just a lot of fun. And it works yeah. great when they're going, like, really fast to kind of help see who's doing what. Just like in real life, there's totally eye effects in real life basketball. You just have to yeah, look really this, close. 
Yeah, and at this point, Saren's hanging on. They're hanging on, but they're just not doing quite so great. They're still able to score some points and kind of keep the lead from getting too high. I think they end up getting a three-pointer, and it goes back to a five-point lead. Um, but at this part, we hear we hear someone cheering for Kuroko not to give up. He got it. He can do it. And uh, It's his friend! Kuroko's demoralized. He looks up at the sand, and it's Ogiwara. He's come to cheer Kuroko on. And he's, he starts cheering on Kuroko on telling him he can do it. And then, and then everyone starts cheering. Almine next was just Almine. like, yeah, that goes for you too, Kagami. Why are you giving up? You can take down Rocky's on and going. And then, uh, and then Kisei's like, yo, Saren, let's go. You got this. And then, uh, uh, Himuro looks at, uh, uh, Maurice Sakabari. He's like, hey, you should join in. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's embarrassing. And that's why he's then, the worst person. Yeah. And then well, I kind of like that it's his character. He doesn't see the point in doing it. It's wasted effort, that's which is his whole thing. Which is, I like it from a character point, but you think even him could have been like, yeah, I mean, you even took me down. Why don't you take the last one of us out too? Like, he could have said something even if it was like Snide or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, like, that would have been better. Then we have Mitarima, you know, also be like, if I couldn't beat them and you beat me, that means you have to be able, like he also kind of says it, but kind of like a, kind of like a passive aggressive compliment. Yeah, which uh, is so cool. And this kind of gets them like back, gets a little more, uh, their uh enthusiasm that because we see they're just out of steam they're all like breathing and panting and like hands on knees like they're spent they've been giving it their all this whole time but it's at this point that something fun happens condor do you remember what happens at this point uh a meteor falls and breaks the field that would be terrible uh kagami figures out who the zone keeper is for that second gate at the bottom of the zone lake and it's, and it's his mom Kuroko all this time. Oh, I guess we he just needed to trust in Kroko, and Kroko ends up opening the door for him, and his whole team standing there. And we find out the true purpose of the zone was never meant for solo play, like everyone had always thought. It was for team play. And so now, uh, all of Saren pretty much is in the zone, but they're in the true zone and not the fake the zone true that all zone. the rest are using. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Saren just starts making plays. Uh, I forgot to write how much. Ah, it was so, and it was so awesome because like everyone knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, uh, everybody knew. Uh, And uh, I literally put this next section just really cool, flashy plays. Like that's all I wrote. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the court was like one of those going everywhere. Yeah, I'm having trouble even seeing who's touching it, so that's why I didn't really write anything down. Because sometimes you just see like arms, and you might get a glimpse of a number, but it was enough to really determine who was doing what. then Kagami dunks. Uh, and then I literally, my next note was Saren badassery almost closes the gap at 46 seconds left. And then Akashi makes a goal bringing, Oh, so they'd kept the goal to two points at that point still. And this is when it gets brought to five points. And Akashi makes a three pointer. Yeah. Yeah. And he brings it to the, the five point gap. Uh, so at this point they need to make two, three pointers to win. Uh, two, three pointers, or at least a three pointer and a two pointer to tie. Then if they yeah. tied, they would have gone into an overtime period. Um, but they're all fired up. They realize they're all fired up, but Azumi's just like not excited. He's just like his normal, calm, collected self. And he realizes he has to be the one to make a call to break them through. And if he's not calm and collected, he's not going to be able to read everybody correctly. Uh, he predicts a pass that's getting made. He eagle spears it to steal and passes to Huga. Huga knows there's only one way they can win this. Uh, and he, ha- he knows what he has to do. It's just if he can have the skill to do it. So he's up against Leo, and Leo's like, I'll stop your three-pointer. 
And Hugo's like, okay, whatever. Uh, I hate he, country boys. Yeah, I, I hate country boys. I'm not into them. They're not my type. Um, but uh, Hugo fakes that he's going to jump shot, which causes Leo to jump. And then he goes to do a normal shot, which means that he fouled Leo. Leo pushed him, but he got the shot off. The shot goes in, which means they have the three-pointer. They're down to the two-point lead, and they get two free throws. Or they get one free throw. They get one free throw. Yeah, I I caught my mistake. Which Hugo misses. Yes, so they realize the only way they can win this is if Hugo intentionally misses the free throw and they get the rebound for two points. Uh. So uh, they're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? And uh, so uh, they uh, he shoots, he misses, it's rolling around. Now it's a battle between Tepe and uh, uh, Nebuya to see who can do it. It would have been uh, funny if he accidentally got it in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, Tepe grabs it. He goes to make the two-pointer, uh, uh, and he's almost about to do it, get it in, but then he realizes he's not going to beat Nebuya. So he passes to Kuroko, who Phantom jumps it, or like who passes it, to uh, Kagami, who's already in midair, to get the buzzer beater slam in. And they they, they win. They win the game. They beat the Rockies. That doesn't make sense, though, because then it would have been a tight game. Yeah, that's what I was reading. I was like, I have something down wrong. Maybe it was a yeah, four-point you... gap. Maybe it wasn't a five-point gap. No, it was It anymore. was a five-point gap. I remember. That's what I, I thought. He, get, he gets the three-pointers. Like, gets the, they need two points to win. Uh... Oh, well. Watch yeah, the I show. That, that's not adding up, but that, that was what it was, <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, well, watch Maybe... the show. Maybe Kagami jumped from like the three point line, so it technically counted as a three pointer. Maybe, maybe that was technically maybe, what happened. Maybe they did get two free throws, and we just forgot. Maybe that was it. Maybe they did. He got the first one, and then he missed the second. I don't know. But either way, they puts them one point ahead, and they win. Uh, and the game is over, and all that's left is the episode where it's Kuroko's birthday, and they, uh, you know, he gets to play a basketball game with the Generation of Miracle friends. And then uh, they go to Kagami's for a birthday party with all of and it was the super Generation of Miracles. Cool. And some, other, some other people there, too. It was all nice and wholesome. It was, and it was just a really nice, wholesome, like a good way to end episode. this. A good way to end the series, yeah. And it showed that after they all had been beat and just trying to determine who was best and whose basketball style was best, that they kind of went back to being friends again. And it's back to how it used to be before they all kind of lost except their Mar- way. Except Murasaki Bar, who still just. He is still not as antagonistic as he was. He's, he's warmed up a little bit, but yeah, he's still the one who was like, I don't want to go. I don't care about going there just to play basketball with you guys. And then it's like, I've got a snack for you. Oh, that sounds great. Final come. Great, I'll make it. Oh, you're making it? No, never mind. That's going to suck. But they end up they end up getting him there uh, through other forms of trickery. Um, well, it's more yeah. like Akashi just says, let's have a game. Akashi purposely it. staged a practice game in Tokyo, so he would be there in Tokyo and it would have really no reason of not wanting to go to Tokyo to play. Um, that's kind of how he did it. Um, so they tricked him, but it was through playing an actual game. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that episode a lot. But that was it. That was how season three of Kuroko's basketball ends. Sayrin is the Winter Cup champs. Kuroko proved his basketball was the best way to play basketball. And uh, that's that's it for the series, except for the movie! Which is next, which we have to watch. Yeah, we'll watch it soon. I don't want to wait too long, but maybe like 
three, four weeks away, maybe like in a month, maybe we'll do up it. To you. Yeah. It's already on their dubbed, so. Oh, I know it's already on their dubbed. We just got to We just got to watch it. But yeah. We just uh, got to watch it. So that is it. And normally, uh, well, you need to normally. take a sip of water after time. talking so much. I know. I'm out of coffee. I should have made well, more. Well, now I guess we could talk about You haven't seen the movie, right? I have not seen the movie yet. So I guess I we could can... never find where it was online because it was never on Crunchyroll or Funimation or anywhere. You had to like find third party sites, and I just had a hard time finding it for a well, while. Well, I guess we could talk about what we might be expect to see in the movie. You know, like okay. our, our, our as we usually do, like what comes after the what comes after. So let's uh, let's see what's going to happen. As of last week, yeah, well, yeah. Yes, the new um, so obviously, I know this is like a. It's not like a high school game. It's just some sort of like special game they're playing. Yeah, I don't know what the gimmick of like I don't know the reason, but they're fighting I don't know the some, setup. like American players, right? I think so. Yeah, they're playing like a team from like like the best high school team from America. I think I think it's going there. And but it, yeah, it's the uh, generation of miracles plus Kuroko and Kagami on a team. Yeah, it's basically the team, and they're I yeah. I, I think their name is Vorpal Swords. Yes, the team. And there's a team Swords. called Jabberwock, which is weird because that's, that's like the American team. Um, I could be wrong. Oh, you don't have to look uh, it up. I'll, don't I'll don't look. It. No, don't no need to look it up. But team anyway, Jabberwock, what I, yes. What I'm hoping is for some really cool team plays, and maybe. I, I don't like Murasaki Bar, but I'm hoping he gets like you know maybe a little bit of character development, mm-hmm. like a little bit more because he got like the least character development out of everybody in the yeah he loses and still was like whatever I still don't really care. Well, about his his thing is like his thing is like he didn't really care about basketball, but then he like started trying more and he started having fun and really liking it. So I'm hoping we see more of that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping yeah. we see more funny moments, you know, with the, everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna win or lose. Maybe they win, yeah. maybe they lose. I have no idea. I'm just, I have no idea how – I mean, they're really a good team, so these Americans must be, like, super good. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, – what are they, professional players or something? Maybe. I, no yeah, I don't remember the full setup. I do remember that they used the NBA to promote it. They had uh, <laughs> they had promos for the NBA over here and in Japan of uh, the Kuroko's basketball team wearing different NBA team jerseys to help promote. I do um, remember, I remember that, if it was yes. March Madness or if it was a special tournament. Um, well, hold on. And it was well, advertising let's... the movie as well. Yeah. I'm just hoping that we have some fun uh like plays with the generation of miracles with Kagami now in the mix. Um I would have liked if there was like one or two of the other like side characters on the bench just to kind of help bring in some more of that like comedic aspect to like help lighten the mood. Um but I mean I've not seen it. They could they could be there. I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, but yeah. I'm just hoping for some fun <laughs> plays. Oh, they I have a, they have a, they have, a, going, they have you know. Midorima. They have Midorima as the Boston Celtics. That's fun. Yeah. That must suck for you because you're not Massachusetts, but. <laughs> not in Massachusetts. <laughs> they, got, they got, they got, they got Akashi know? as the LA Lakers. The mm-hmm. LA Lakers. There we go. Yeah. We got Aomine is Cleveland. Murasaki Barra is Phoenix. They actually have a freaking Kagami's friend. There Himuro. as well. Himuro. He's a, I actually can't read the team name on it. It's uh, the the image I'm looking at. It's a little bad. Then they have Kagami as the Bulls, Kuroko mm-hmm. as the Spurs, Akash, Akashi as the Lakers. I actually don't know what Kisei is. Also, the characters look a little older in this, so I assume this is probably after high school. Either after high school or just like the next year, like another year has gone by. And it, um, it, it looks like the last game will open in March 18th, so it probably was during March Madness. Most likely. It was probably like the start off March Madness. Kind of like it was at the start. It's like, hey, March Madness started. And if you want to watch more basketball, you can watch this movie about basketball. Um, this anime movie. picture of Himuro, so I, I can't see if I know what the team is. Um, um, I just got rid of yeah. it. But yeah, I, I don't know if Himuro's going to play. Probably not. But uh, yeah. Probably not. He was probably just like in the promotional material for like. We need an extra like, character. Who do we yeah. use? Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah. 
not Takeo. Horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this is time for us to finally wrap up our entire thoughts of the series as a whole. And if we still, I wouldn't say wrap it, up the series as a whole. I would probably do that for like the, the TV show part. The movie is extra. Like, well, we could te- be like, oh, well, not really like, because still watch the, show. The, the movie is technically canon. It's because it's in the oh, manga. Okay. That's true. So I would say we would we would do the wrap up after the movie. We should Wait, just do. Is there a manga for that? I don't remember that being in the manga, but I haven't finished it yet. So maybe. <sighs> Well, I'm looking. When I was looking at it earlier, I was looking. I mean, at, it could be canon, but it could. Maybe they made another manga for it. And we just don't have it over here yet. Um, Actually, I'm in the last chapter of the manga, and it's ending with the birthday party. Oh, what a good ending! Am oh, I right, so, gamers? Yeah, ha uh, <laughs> If it's in the manga, it was like a spinoff manga they made uh, afterward, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, so. Uh, do you want to go off on recommendation review first, or shall I do that? I, you you do it while I look up okay. the thing. So, uh, we've said in every one of these episodes, this is my favorite anime. I, I love this anime to death. Of course I'm going to recommend it. Season 3 is just like all basketball, all intense, all the time pretty much, except for uh, the last episode and the like take a little arc in the middle. Uh, but besides that, uh, really great. If you like the other two seasons, you're still going to definitely like this season a lot. The production value to me seemed like it was a little bit higher this season. Uh, I don't know if that was just me or not, but it seemed like it just seemed that way. Last year animation and like the animation was more crisp. They had more like graphics in the middle. Like I love the uh, mid episode scenes where it was showing like the roster of the crew and all that sort of thing. And then the next time it'd be like their logo uh, and CG looked really nice. Um, so definitely one goes on on a high note. All the music's great. All the characters are great. All the basketball plays are really really good. And I kind of had to flub them here or else i'd be here all day talking about how great they were yeah um, the other ones where it was yes. like mediocre then it'd be like really cool moments and then kind of back to just normal play they had all just cool moments like the whole time um so i i'm still rating it a 10 like i have every other time it's just it's never going to be less than a 10 for me probably biased. ever. i just love it i mean yeah but all review ratings are biased you can't say you have an unbiased review rating That's i mean stupid. i gave ReZero a 10 out of 10 so yeah um but yeah, so I definitely recommend it. It's great for new fans and old fans. I know some people who this was the first anime and they liked it. I don't think it's the best first anime, um, but it definitely does its job. It's one that can easily work as a first anime. For sports anime fans, if you haven't watched it, why haven't you go watch it? You probably have. Um, but yeah, and if you want to try out a sports anime, I'd say go for this one. This was one of my first. This is uh, my first, Prince, yeah. of, Prince of Tennis was my first, but I hadn't watched any others until this one. And I only watched Prince of Tennis because I played tennis. So, you know. I knew a little bit about tennis, even though it's really unrealistic. You really don't have to know anything. But yeah, that's uh, that's my rating. Great season. Probably the best season of the show. All the matches are great, even the short ones. Um, and uh, Condor, I'm throwing it over to you. All right. It's finally the Condor's turn. Let's go. All right. So Kuroko season three. Ha- horrible season, zero out of ten. Moving on. Oh, man. Sunday. man so i i did I, find i did real quick before i do that i did find it's called uh so it's called last game apparently it's a sequel manga called kuroko no basket extra game okay. which is basically like the name of the movie but it's, this is the yeah. manga version there's there's literally a manga there's okay. eight chapters it's eight chapters long i wonder if we're gonna get that over here oh yeah. looks like there's a looks like there's two volumes of it there's a first half and a second half and uh each uh Oh, each manga has like a an epilogue. So the first one has three epilogues: a Kaijo, Shutoku, and uh, Toho. And then the second one has a Yosen, Rakuzan, Kurosaki, Daichi, and a Seho like epilogue. Okay, 
So that's I'm only seeing cool. the Japanese copy, so I don't think we have that over here. In it's probably not over, but it is technically canon, so it is technically yeah. a manga. So that I would yeah. say we give our review afterward. There's also something okay. else called uh, what is it? It's called. Oh, hold on, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it, Falcon. Oh, you saw it. I saw it, and I'm hungry. Let's oh, see. It's uh, it's called it's called a replace plus. Okay. Uh, it's the first chapter of the Kuroko No Basket Replace Plus adaption of the Replace novels. Oh, so it's like a manga based off of light novels? I guess. Oh, maybe this is about when they were kids. Oh, that would make sense, I think. Uh, I, mean, I mean, when they were in, when they were in middle school, because it looks like that. Hold on, I'm, I'm clicking this stuff. I'm clicking this stuff real quick. It's a manga adaption of the, no, so far, the, on the generation of Miracle during their Taiko days. Yeah, okay. So basically, so yeah, if you want to like, see more about the earlier days of their their play. All right. Anyway, so Kirkos Basket season three. This was really hype. I actually finished this in three days mm-hmm. because I uh, I I no actually I finished it in four days because I remember the first day I watched the first two games and then the second day I watched the Kuroko versus Kisei game. The third day I watched the 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 the, the, the flashbacks and then the fourth day I watched the Rakuzan game. So and I I just couldn't. I originally I wanted to. to uh, watch the rock on game in, in, in like two two days but i'm like yeah this is really hype i have to just watch it all in one sitting really so yeah, uh I this had, yeah i watched it in two days i didn't want to i wanted to watch it all in one day but i had other plans that came up and guess i guess your I basketball to, plans weren't up. your basketball love wasn't strong enough falcon that's yeah, tough you know i know right Oh, man. Okay, so season three was really good. Obviously, I wouldn't recommend season three for a beginner. I recommend season one. That's just obvious well, at yeah. this point. Uh, I probably disagree with Falcon. I'd probably recommend this for a first-time watcher because, like, if you're into anime you're trying to get into it, what's a better segue than sports? Something that anyone can probably relate to, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have, like, a high history with sports, you know, you'd probably know basketball. You'd feel, you'd I mean, feel I familiar did it. with it. Well, you're just dumb. So I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. Um, but true. basically, it's really, it's really, it's really fun. Uh, really fun watch. Season three was hype. I like the the Kisei game and the Rakuzan game. They're all really hype, yeah. I, especially the Rakuzan game. Because even though I knew that you know Seiren was gonna win going into it, I I yeah. actually I honestly thought I, I was actually doubting myself. I'm like, are you sure they're gonna win? Because they like had that like that twenty point lead at one point where Rakuzan was like twenty points ahead. And I'm like, oh my god, how are they gonna be able to come back from these? These guys are just like good and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like doubting myself. That's just how good the game was. You know, this just shows how like in- invested I was into the show, how invested I was into the game. It was kind of crazy. Everyone was getting like shut down. Rakuzan was dominating. It was so good. But then mm-hmm. you know, obviously they, they clutched it up and won. So I really liked it. You know, I I want to say, you know, overall, I'm going to give this another, I'm going to give this a, a nine out of 10. I'm going to give this a nine out of 10 because I really like the games that they showed uh the and i liked a lot of the we got the little backstory which a lot of people always wanted to see about you know that's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. the songs were great the characters were good the dub was fantastic as always so it was good that they finally dubbed the show i'm really happy about it yeah the show finally deserved the dub it was really good hopefully it stays on on netflix for like ever i'm I'm really hoping they also put a blu-ray out for it i really want to own a physical copy just in case for some reason never gets taken off I, I will always have it. Um, also, I found the Himuro picture. He was dressed as the New York Knicks. And what about and, Kisei? Uh, Kisei is the Golden State Warriors. It's like San Francisco. Okay. All right. Well, I give it a nine. Falcon gives that a ten. So yes. uh, that's our ratings on season three of Kuroko Basket. And fear not, the movie shall be coming fairly soon to a bird yes. brothers near you.
Anyway, Condor. Where can the people I... find us? Oh, they can find us over on Twitter at BirdBroPod. Yes. On Twitter, just do at BirdBroPod. You should find us. We Sometimes we talk on there, you know. We'll, we'll get all the latest updates on all our all our episodes, where they're being posted and stuff like that. And uh, I just want to say this right now. Um, Falcon over here, everyone give him a round of applause, please, real, real quick. Yes, yes, he's been working really hard on bringing the YouTube content, uh, bringing the content onto YouTube. So uh, he's been, I think you were up to the Nisekoi episode, right? On there? Uh, Yes, that was the last one I put up. And I'm going to have the uh, Roommate Does a Cat video up in the next couple days. So he's been working really hard on that stuff. So applause to him. So if you want to see our faces as we talk about this stuff, feel free to give him a, feel free to check out our YouTube page, which you could find at YouTube. Just type in Bird Brothers Podcast. You should be able to find mm-hmm. it. Yep. easily uh pretty yeah. good and you know if you're you're listening obviously you're probably listening on podbeam or one of our other services so there you go but you can also jump into our discord which is uh shown either on screen or on the link below and uh chat with us about anime maybe you want to talk has to talk about an anime you love perhaps we'll gladly talk about it you know we're always up for recommendations yeah. most of the animes i cover a show let us know most of the animes I choose are either animes I want to watch again or animes that my friend recommends for me to watch. So, mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's about it for that yeah. episode. Thank you all for watching and listening to our Kuroko Season 3 uh, podcast. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen to Falcon talk about talk for one hour about the play-by-plays. I could have gone longer, Condor. You don't understand. But I, anyway, I know. I know. we're done with Kuroko for now. It's People need to know what we're watching next week, and it's, it's almost choice to pick Condor. What you, what uh, what have you picked? For it is oh, that's right. All right, that's right. It's my turn, and I got a good one. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know. I feel like the podcast hasn't been doing too much about games. You know, I'm a gamer. You're a gamer. Mm-hmm, I'm sure some mm-hmm. of the the viewers are also gamers. So we're gonna talk about. We're gonna watch and discuss. No game, no life. Because I want to have no life right now. Such a good one. It's a classic. It is a modern day anime I've classic. Never watched it. So this is gonna be my I first really liked time. it. The biggest well, we're gonna watch it again. I think it never got a second season. I think it just had the one season, which was sad. Was I really, think really season good. two got confirmed. I don't know. Uh I know like they made a movie, I think, and I've just not watched it yet, but I, I there's always been rumors that season two is coming and it's confirmed. Um <laughs> it's never actually happened. So we'll well, see. I, I don't know if we're gonna watch the movie too. Uh, I say not. I say we just do the series right now we're just and we gonna can do the, the movie season. later. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. We That's what we're watching. Been. Tune in next time for No Game, No Life. No Game, No Life. And the basketball is ending for now. But never fear. It shall always come back. Anyway, we hope you guys like this episode. Uh, totally go subscribe to us on YouTube. Like those videos. We appreciate it. Hit us up on Twitter. It's always appreciated. Rate us five stars on whatever pod service you use, if you so feel the need to. It would really help us out. And until then... Check y'all next time.